Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to The Wheel Reads, a Wheel of Time podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Chris, and Ian. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering chapters 54, 55, and 56 of The Dragon Reborn. Into the Stone, what is written in prophecy and people of the dragon. Enjoy! Welcome to Season 3, Episode 22. Uh, we are finishing The Dragon Reborn. We are finally here. Book three will be done after tonight, and we can move on to The Shadow Rising. So I'm excited. Are you guys excited? Yay. Yay. And there was much rejoicing. <laughs> Yay. After doing this for every year, it's like, yeah, whatever. Um. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where it's like all of this rapid-fire information and all the things happen, and then it's like, What's next? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Just wait. Just you wait. So, <laughs> so anyway, before we get into anything else, let's get, uh, I'm first going to, we have two new patrons, so I have to give them the good old shout outs. Uh, Dragon Reader is one, and then Danny Car- Carher, um, I think is how I pronounced the last name. Curry. Um, Curry. Yeah. Is that it? No, I, I, I thought someone you knew or something. I'm just shouting okay, words. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> shouting, just shouting into the mic. <laughs> and anyway, so yeah, thank you guys so much. Uh, we appreciate your patronage and all the support you give us. And there was thank much you. rejoicing. <laughs> also, another thing, we hit sixty thousand downloads, so that's exciting. Um, yeah, uh, still total downloads. How many times did 60. you download it, Ian? <laughs> no, I like 59,999. Uh. I actually, I don't even go back and download every single one. Some of our like really big or really fun episodes, I'll go back and listen, but I don't, I don't re-listen as often as I did in the beginning. So it's not me. I don't yeah. even listen at all. Oh, you yeah. need to go back and listen to the Black Tower podcast one. And then what's the other one where we had uh, Allie and uh, Gus? Yeah, yeah, the little text one. Yeah, that's that one. that is so worth listening to on repeat. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's good. So other announcements: we do uh, have a YouTube station that's launching our YouTube channel that's launching uh, sometime later this week. Um, so by the time this episode comes out, it will be available. So I will probably link that in the description just so you guys can go check it out. The first video is just kind of introduction to the channel. Uh, nothing really too special, but just um, um, wanted to kind of sh- tell you guys about what. The channel's going to be like so feel free to check that out um enjoy it um if you don't that's fine too and you know just come listen to the podcast if you don't like the youtubes um but i'm gonna continue making them because I, I i like it oh yeah and, and zul's saying watch to the end 
don't stop at the credits keep going um so, yeah. <laughs> yeah and if, if you've already if you already watched and you're like wait there's something after the credits yeah go back and watch it again i get more more views this is how you do it you just pump it up afterwards right <laughs> get, this, get those view numbers up um also jordan con gofundme 2022 um that uh it's going to be a link again all the month of april i'm putting that link in the description so you can look at giving money to jordan con so they can ha- keep their they're con going. Um, that's a GoFundMe. And Jordan Con also announced they are doing 2021. I am still not 100% sure whether we can go or not yet, um, just because it I didn't think it was going to happen, so I didn't really plan for it. But um, it's not till July, so I'm trying to figure Where things is out. It this time? Atlanta. It's mm-hmm. always in Atlanta. Atlanta. Okay. Is mm-hmm. Let's say we only did like – one overnight is there like a day that is like the day to definitely be there or is it like a the all whole or weekend thing? yeah i know what date is it um it's july uh someone in chat might be able to tell me um i don't have it in front of me right now july 16th maybe that sounds right 16th 17th oh that's exactly <laughs> that's literally the day of the wedding is so i'm waiting on a response right now to find out whether or not i have to go to this wedding Oh, wait, wait, your, your wedding? wedding? You better no. be there. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> Do I really oh, need sister? to be there? Yeah. Oh, you should. Your my sister's sister, wedding? My, so maybe daddy number four. Okay. Daughter. It's her wedding. So. Uh, gotcha. Baby, dadder, baby daddy's number four's daughter's wedding. Got it. Yes. And I've like helped raise her since she was 12. So. Oh, that, that's it's kind of one of those deal. things. Well, like, if I have to go, it's in Utah. Oh wow! Oh, so I won't be at Jordan's. Oh. <laughs> that's hey crazy. in Utah. They have that special fizzy soda that uh, what's his name from Black Tower was talking about. So you can go get you some. So it is. Uh, so I just I just learned this as well that it's for people that already had tickets to Jordan Con, uh, which is we did we do. Um, so we can go if we want because we already have tickets. Uh, July sixteenth through eighteenth is when it is. Well, I'll, um, I'll go. I don't like my job Patty, anyway, so I don't. I don't care. I'm just gonna go. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm. I, I can go. It's just, yeah. Um, we'll see. I mean, who knows? There might be like the COVID twenty twenty one, uh, you know, virus that by then. Um, we'll be rampaging through, and um, I mean. I, I don't know much about diseases, but we have a doctor on, on, on with us tonight. So um, we do have a guest. I'm not be answering any of those questions. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, from the expert, is, is COVID 2021 is now coming? a medical podcast? Um, do it. COVID all, about cut, all about cutting people. Talk all about it. Yeah. You can't cut out coronavirus. I tried. You tried. Uh, yeah. Didn't work. <laughs> Didn't work. Oh. Got to attack a pandemic from every angle. So amputate the lungs, amputate the lungs. But what's step two? Like step one's easy. What's step two? uh, Amputations are for limbs, Alan. Come on. Okay. 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 Sorry. Gosh, I'm glad you said it because I was about to. Now you're the the one that sounds silly. (laughs) Not me. (laughs) Okay. Well, uh, Hunter, um, I I'll, I can introduce you a little bit. I've known Hunter his entire life. Um, he is my brother, um, also one of our patrons. So thank you, Hunter, for contributing to us. And as I mentioned, he is a doctor as well. So doctor, 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 doctor. Um, doctor. Doctor. 
doctor. Um, so yeah, tell 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 everyone about yourself, about your long walks on the beach, and uh, the the cute fuzzy animals you like, and um, yeah, go for it. Sure. So, uh, like Alan said, I'm his younger brother. Um, I am a physician, I'm finishing up surgical residency, and going on to Tampa, Florida next year. But uh, I hope this is like one of the last times we bring that up and I can just talk about Wheel of Time because that's why I'm here. Um, Wheel of Time. (laughs) We've got questions. (laughs) If you send me a picture of like your toe or something, I'll I'll let you know. It looks great. That's not the picture he's sending. (laughs) You know exactly where I was going, Alan. I'm going to send you a picture and tell me what you think about this. Uh, sorry. Uh, well, it's, well, it's so kind of small, but I don't know. That's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. Yeah. Whoops. Uh, so, uh, Wheel of Time. Um, know of it because of Alan, because he was just like, hey, check out this book. And it's like, sure. And then, lo and behold, he has to tell me about a series. I think it was like before the last book was out and like a year before the last book came out. So, I, of course, burned through them in six months and then I had to wait like a year and a half until the last book came out. So that was great, but it's not what you guys got through. Uh, I've reread it again. And then I just finished the listen through for the first time and got to say um, a lot of the characters I still hate. A lot of the characters I still love. Um, and I feel like my hatred just got worse for a few of them, but uh, <laughs> um, and uh, other than that, I'm excited to be here. Um, it's kind of like uh, I don't get to see Alan very much uh, because I live in Pennsylvania now and I work like 90, 100 hours a week. Usually I'm on a pretty easy rotation right now, but uh, that's a Chris schedule. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm trying to live up to Chris's standards. Except I don't make uh, that type of money. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I don't make. Oh, I'm a resident right now, so, so you don't uh, make much, uh, <laughs> I, I am a I'm a laborer. Um, yeah, I think that the joke is that you're an intern because like it's like an internment camp, and then they let you yeah. become a resident because you just live there. You know, uh, didn't they give you like a? Right. Didn't you give you a bed in the hospital, like where you could actually? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I have I have a bed. Luckily, luckily now it's my bed in the hospital because for the first three years I shared it with three other dudes. Oh, uh, wow. once you become well, resident. hold on, let's let's I, talk I've about this a little tent. bit more. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're the There's one who you brought it up, so now we want we want more details. What is it? Was it a two person youth bed? <laughs> okay. or, or was it like you were uh sleeping in the tent well you know uh sometimes it gets cold you're on call <laughs> right. yeah. uh exactly. I cuddle up a bit you've seen grace anatomy you know but it was <laughs> and a lot of didn't they all end up marrying each other oh uh mm-hmm. you'll have to come to my podcast which doesn't exist uh, <laughs> now, I've I've heard being a doctor is exactly like Grey's Anatomy. Like they nail oh, it a hundred percent. Like I, you know, it's like wow, so accurate and everything is real. <laughs> I remember the time that a patient came in with a live ammunition inside of them, and I fucking put my hand inside of them. Because uh, that's what you do. Yeah, that's what you do, right? It's in the book. Does it all? Right? If the ED called me and was like, "There's a live round inside this," or like a live 
explosives at his patient, I'd be like, well, he's fucked. Uh, (laughs) That's a bad day for him. You you didn't let him Uh, in, did you? That sucks. Get people away from him. Uh, Well, you better call a doctor. That sounds horrible. Evacuate the hospital. Let him go. Yeah. What patient, what, 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 (laughs) what character do you like the most in the book? Uh, all the, like, throughout, wow, I don't want to spoil anything. Oh, uh, don't. No, you can never spoil anything for me. Good job, Chris. I like your style. Um, at this point in the books, let's see, uh, Perrin is my favorite at this point. Okay, we can. Uh, in the final rankings, Matt's my favorite. But you guys like Matt right now, and honestly, he's a bit of a shit. Uh, well, Hunter, you know me, and that's, that's why I like him. I, yeah, I, feel, I feel like I relate uh, to this guy. We're going to get to a scene in a bit, uh, whenever, like at 1 a.m. probably, uh, where he should have gotten stabbed. And if I were there, I would have stabbed him. No, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Makes sense. Okay, I have a wheel of time question for you. It's a, it's an it's a wheel of time slash Alan question. So you mentioned that as you've reread and listened, you have characters that you still hate and that you still love, and maybe there's the potential, you know, that some shift as you go through it again. Do you have a spreadsheet of all the characters? And as you read, do you just check them off and cross them off like a love hate? How do you no, track? No, how do you track no, your no, love and no. hate? Yes. Um, oh. It's like gestalt. I mean, there's there's some of these characters that Robert Jordan did a great job with, and there's some of these characters that you're like, "What was he even going for?" Because fuck this person. <laughs> uh, so the spreadsheets uh, are not genetic or DNA based. No, that's just me. That's just okay. me. Right. You you make spreadsheets, Alan? Yes, lots of yes, them. massive spreadsheets and lots of them. Nerd. When you I have know. to, when you ask him to change a spreadsheet, he goes, <sighs> "Crack my neck." Fine. <laughs> Michael's, oh, let's go. <laughs> tap it, tap, tap. Let me use my hotkeys. Tap it, tap, tap. Oh yeah, I'm hotkeying all the time on that thing. It's all. <laughs> He's finger blasting the keyboard. There you go. <laughs> we'll get the finger blasting later too. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is we have a little bit of everything tonight. So before we get there, I do want to give our location, which this week it's Hong Kong. Um, we do have listeners in Hong Kong, so thank you, our Hong Kong listeners. Um, I want to go there someday. You still um, have any Chinese listeners? No, no Chinese it's listeners, mainly. but I think it's because of the firewall. I think it all directs Hong through Kong. Hong Kong. Yeah, so probably our Hong Kong listeners are our Chinese listeners. Yeah, the, the firewall in China is ridiculous, um, and I tested it out way back in the day when AOL Instant Messenger was a thing. Um, we had a Ian and I had a mutual friend that actually was in. Uh, China uh, for school um, for a yeah. while. Um, and she, uh, I guess, checked in on, you know, it was AOL day. So we were just instant messaging. And I decided to see how crazy uh, the <clears throat> firewall actually was. So I just typed in big capital letters, free Tibet. And immediately she, it, you know, the door slammed <laughs> sound and <laughs> was logged off of the internet. And she said it took her a day and a half to get internet back after I did that. So. <laughs> 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 apparently china listens to all that stuff oh, they're like nope not That's coming in our country and so do you think that was the last time alan did that to her nope nope nope, nope. <laughs> i had to you know you have to see whether it's just a coincidence you have to do it again yeah. this right. is, this it's is science. science ian it's, yep. yeah, it's, it's, wow very good 
Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Anyway, so um, now that I said that on our podcast, we will never be in China. Um, <laughs> they will never be able to listen to us. So uh, if you guys want to smuggle us in anytime, please feel free. Just download us and like copy the files and take it in like North Korea style. Uh, we, can, we can do it. We can make it happen. Yeah, Xi Jinping does not look like Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Now? So, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So personal life, let's go there. Um, yeah, what's going on? I was on vacation all last week, so I did like a ton of yard work. It was actually funny. I just got back to the office and I, I have a little bit of a tan because I was outside in the yard, literally like mowing the grass, weed whacking, uh, pulling weeds in the patio, just uh, finishing the extension of my patio. So just working out in the yard every day. And I had a client that came into my office today and was like, are you been on the water on the boat recently? And I was like, I wish it's just been out in my yard. <laughs> but yeah. So that was my entire vacation was just, uh, uh was labor. Um, I still enjoyed it. Uh, it's still a good time not working, but, um, I got a lot done around the house. So that's all I really have going on in my personal life. Besides tomorrow, as long as the weather holds up, I will be sailing. So I am super excited about that. <laughs> Damn. <That's cool. clears throat> so, uh, I'm, I was supposed to be uh, in Northern Virginia at Fort Belvoir all week, and I'm recording from my apartment tonight because um, <clears throat> I get horrible signal at the office where I'm taking this CLS course, uh, Combat Lifesaver course, at Belvoir. So when I come out of the class for our first break at 10 in the morning, the first thing that comes through uh, is a picture of my oldest son, Ryder, in a hospital bed. Ivy in his arm. He's in the whole nightgown thing. He's asleep, but he has this horrible grimace on his face, and none of the texts came through with it. And I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, and so, like, I go for the route where I get a little bit better signal, and all the text comes through. And my ex, she was very cool about it, giving the update. Like, woke up, kind of feeling uncomfortable, and then he got this pain in his abdomen. It just kept getting progressively worse. And then he was, like, bent over in pain and was like, Mom, I need to go see a doctor. And those of y'all that have multiple kids, you, you probably know this by now. There's always one kid that they get the sniffles and it's like, what was me? And they exaggerate everything. And, you know, you got to kind of filter what they're telling you. But then there's kids that like, they never complain about anything. And this is Ryder, very stoic well, dude. I, I, I complain about everything when I'm sick as an adult. So I don't think it's just a kid thing. Man. That's man cold. He's not old <laughs> enough to get man cold yet. Like, I mean, he, well, maybe he just turned 16. So maybe, maybe it was man cold. I don't know. Maybe it is. Yeah. But so, anyway, well, Alan, you know, Ryder, for him to like be complaining, that's kind of a big deal. So I'm taking it pretty serious. And then he spikes a fever. It was like 103. Um, so his mom takes him to the ER, running all these tests. I get on the road, got out of my class. I'm flying down the highway. I'm like, well, for sure. And I know appendicitis, yeah, fairly routine, not that big a deal. But there are like worst case scenarios. And it also sucks when your kid's in the hospital and you're three hours away. It doesn't matter. Parents worry. So I'm freaking out. And race down there. And right when I pull in, I get the message that he's being discharged. And I'm like, what? Because... I don't know, our doctor might be able to chime in. Um, like all the symptoms really seem to match up like perfectly to acute appendicitis. I thought for sure they were slicing them open. Mm. Uh, but it it turns out it was, and I'm going to butcher this, so hopefully. Oh, well, yeah, that would have been really funny. 
Um, <laughs> hold on, I had to write it down. Epiploa appendagitis. No, 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 no. It was me- mesen- mesenteric adenitis. Oh, okay. Uh, similar. So he has an enteritis, like a viral enteritis in his lymph nodes, and yeah. the mesentery are big because of that. I mean, so they obviously did imaging. Um, right. And they saw the big lymph nodes. Right, right. Yeah. So he was so, just um, unlucky in that it presented, I guess they were saying sometimes, I mean, it could be anywhere in the abdomen, but when it presents, like, you know, in the same area of the appendix, plus you could still get the fever spike and everything. They said it, um, they used like the term mock virus or something, but essentially like it, it mocks all the symptoms of appendicitis. So like they were geared up, like the doctor was almost certain they were getting ready to go take him back. They thought he had ruptured and everything. And then they look at it with radiologists and they were like, oh, no, he's fine. He just needs to go home and drink water <laughs> and sleep. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, man. Uh, this is now a medical podcast. We're going to talk about <laughs> mesenteric adenitis. Uh, yeah. Hit it. Because uh, I am actually uh, curious. Uh, it, well, it looks a lot like appendicitis, but honestly, I mean, the telltale signs, uh, did you get a CAT scan? I mean, how, he's young, right? Yeah, yeah. They, they, did, they did a CAT scan. Okay, I was going to so joke on him if they scanned him and he was like just backed up and full of poop because I've heard oh, those okay. stories before. Like, it's not appendicitis. You just haven't pooped in three weeks and you're full oh, of shit. Okay. Yeah, well, uh, no one likes to hear that they're FOS. Um, no, 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 I mean, but, you know, the CAT scans, especially with IV contrast, are, you know, over 99% sensitive to catch appendicitis. And I mean, uh, I don't know, you'll, you'll, the telltale signs of, uh, like, adenitis, you'll see it on the CAT scan, and then they'll still have already have the uh, surgery consult in, and the ED will be like, well, can you talk to the family about it? And then you're down there like, well, I'm a surgeon, yes, and I'm here, yes. But the thing about that is we're not going to cut out the lymph nodes because your patient, your, your kid just needs to you know, get over this virus. And it's just a – I mean, it's benign. It's just what happens when you get you know, the wrong enterovirus or norovirus or whatever caused it. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they said like, uh, or he said, you know, he thought he had some sort of mild stomach bug. So it made it worse that he was pretty dehydrated on top of everything when he went in. So anyways, it was, it was a tiny bit of a freak out moment for, for a parent, but, um, ended sure. up being all right, uh, on the way once, like literally I got the message and I was five minutes away from the hospital. So, of course, I swung into a CVS, and I was hoping they would have this card, and they did. Apparently, this is actually something people celebrate enough now that you can find these cards, and I found one that said, congratulations on your first period, and I I signed it and wrote an awesome note, and he opened it, and this is how I know I raised my boy right, totally straight-faced, doesn't laugh, doesn't crack a smile, nothing. He goes, yeah, dad, no, I was totally worried. I thought I might be pregnant, but the test came back negative, so we're good. You're not a grandpa. I was like, god damn, that's good follow through, buddy. Good follow through. I love it. Man. <laughs> they, they did give him a drip. They gave him a drip of morphine, so he was he was pretty giddy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, appendicitis, uh, appendix surgery is the only 
crude surgery I've ever actually been taught how to do because when I did my whole sailing trip, um, that was oh, one yeah. of the fears that they had. Like if you're at sea and that starts happening, you're going to have to do it because there's no way you're going to get medical support out there in time before it ruptures. So um, we actually had a doctor that gave us crew training on how to like field sur- surgery, like which would have been horrible and probably would have died from infection anyway. But, you know, you, at least you have a chance if you do the surgery. If you don't do the surgery, you're dead. But at least with that, you know, maybe we had antibodies on the boat. So just pump them full of, uh, uh, you know, um, Cipro or Z-Packs and uh, some morphine and hopefully race back to port. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, well, um, uh, well, one, um, Cipro and Zithromycin aren't going to touch the bugs for appendicitis. So there's that. Uh, well, that's all we had. So we just want to give them both and see what happens. <laughs> okay. This we is didn't not know what we're doing. We're done. We're done. What uh, okay. what, I'm going to make them cringe one more time. Alan, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you've seen this on the History Channel, but back in the Rum Runner days, there's this story of this one Rum Runner that got shot up. His boat gets shot up. Uh, he gets taken to the hospital. They patch him up as best they can. A couple days later, he's going septic. And back in that day, it's like, you know, once that happens, they're like, well, you're going to die. Uh, call family if you want. Well, he tells one of the nurses where he has a stash of booze not that far away. And he's like, well, if I'm going to die, I'm going to get effed up. And so she goes, she gets it. The nurses, him, they all get shit-faced. And for a couple days in a row, he's just staying nonstop drunk, shot after shot after shot, and cleared it up. Cured him. Oh, nice. Got, got his blood alcohol Did- level up enough that, uh, well, either that or... Maybe he was just going to heal anyways. What's the type of poisoning? What's the type of poisoning that's actually, there's a type of poisoning that's, is it mercury poisoning? You can cure it with. It's uh, if you drink um, antifreeze. Antifreeze. That's it. Yeah. Antifreeze. Yeah. If you drink antifreeze, you can actually cure it with alcohol. Well, you inject ethanol because the crystals. Uh, uh, okay. Well, let's this again, (laughs) this is not a medical podcast. Okay. Guys, we're 30 minutes in and we still have three chapters. And we're just giving like horrible medical advice. My brother's just cringing everything like, stop, stop. You're worse yeah, than Google. Shaking his head. You know, if you get COVID, just drink yourself and you know, it's fine. Just, yeah, just, just yeah. drunk you. Get, get your nurses drunk. Get your doctors drunk. Yeah, alcohol kills everything, including the COVID virus, right? So you just yeah. drink a lot. Man. <laughs> All my beer, Donald Trump. I'm ready to talk about like drinking bleach. We got more. <laughs> anyway. um. Hunter, do you have anything in personal life you want to talk about besides cutting people and medical stuff? Um, not really. I'm going to do a grand rounds this Friday, which means I, the other thing that I'm doing or worked on all afternoon and work on all tomorrow afternoon. The next afternoon is a, you know, hour and some change presentation to all the attendings, uh, you know, at my hospital or all the surgical attendings on, you know, transplantation so that's fun okay. that's what's yeah. going on in my life sounds great fun. so do you think you're gonna bring up the rum runner story yeah i'm gonna be like there's this guy he was sick <laughs> but he got drunk and his nurse got drunk and everyone got drunk and then he did fine and they're gonna be like wow this is this is the future of medicine hire, hire this man and give him a raise <laughs> yeah <laughs> done and done yeah Wow. All right. So predictions from last week. Um, I didn't write down a lot. I just know that Tom had COVID. Um, that was a prediction. 
Um, and um, Heron is not going to be able to save Fael by the end of the book because there's just not enough time left. Um, other predictions from Walgo, Matt's going to blow something up with fireworks. That was a good one, guys. Bingo. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, what, what, what are the predictions? you guys have any other ones that you can think of? I So my main thing was that there's no way Jordan could wrap anything up and it wouldn't be satisfying and it would be a very like defeated feeling in the end, like a Empire Strikes Back. I mentioned that specifically. And I will say uh, I got that one wrong. Somehow it got tied up and neatly put together at the end, I think. All right, so let's just move right on into this chapter. Chapter 54, Into the Stone, um, which is a fun chapter title. With We got the dice as the symbols for the chapter, and uh, and we start with Matt. Um, Matt's uh, studying the Stone of Tear. He's on the rooftops. He's just kind of, um, uh, kind of studying it, trying to figure out how the hell is he going to get in there. Um, all he has with him is this quarterstaff and a bundle of fireworks. And why he decided to take fireworks on the roof, I don't know. Maybe he's going to create a show. Maybe he's going to use them for distraction. You know, you don't know. a good place to let. You don't know. This is Matt. We know. That's Matt. We knew this was coming. <laughs> was anybody surprised? Hunter, were you surprised? Oh, God, no. I mean, <laughs> yeah, honestly, the thing that I was surprised on and why he's Tovirin is the fact that that lithium iron battery or whatever, you know, it was like the candle keeps getting hotter. You know, I was like, it, when I watched it, read it the first time, I was like, it's going to blow up. It's going to blow up on him. He's going to be walking. Like Why premature. Walking out with a hot... Yeah, no. there's going to be a premature explosion. Mm. That's always bad. Mm. Yeah. Kind of embarrassing. So we start yeah. there. So what do you guys What do you guys think about this whole scene on the rooftops before um, we get some other people showing up? How How about the opening line? The rooftops of Tyr were no place for a sensible man to be in the night. Matt decided as he peered into the moon shadows. And yet, that's exactly where Matt is, and that's where he wants to be, and he's comfortable being there. It, that's yep. That's Matt for you. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's embracing the, the chaotic nature of his, I'm using air quotes, y'all can't see me, but his power. The wild yeah. card. The wild card. So as he's watching, he sees someone climbing up the wall, like towards the stone on the stone. He thinks, you know, is it, is it Rand? And while he's distracted, um, a small group of Aiel show up. So. How, how cool is it? This is, this is, we always talk about how great Robert Jordan is in the way he writes. Alan, you said that the that the Wheel on Time Twitter or Prime show followed you, right? Or said they listened to you? They said they listened to us. Yeah. Oh man, I got the perfect idea for this uh, this scene. Uh, listen, Rafe. So it's Matt. He's looking up and he's like, "See someone up there." And then uh, Ruark comes up behind him. He's like, "Hey, what you looking at, bud?" I mean, I uh, just uh, it, like, and then out of the shadows, it's just like. A hundred Aiel. I mean, it, it, it's such like a stupid like. Uh, but yeah, yeah. That the classic like almost I mean, like British comedy. Like looking and like some other guy comes up behind you and is like, "What are you looking at?" Yeah, as he's like stumbling like uh, over like the rooftops trying to make it, and then I was like, "Wow, no one sensible would be up here, right?" 
Yeah. <laughs> hundreds. Hundreds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there, there are hundreds of us. Yeah. That's perfect. So, yeah. So, so what do you think about uh, the IELTS popping up on Rand? Well, I'm Matt, but I know also Rand, technically. Um, so I was going to say kudos to Robert Jordan. If if you all remember the last time Chris and I were talking about Rand, I won't say what Chris was thinking, but Rand was kind of starting to piss me off. Like he was, we always went back and forth on him and I was in the phase where Rand was pissing me off. I was like, what a weenie, communicate better. Come on, like what's going on? It, but somehow, despite all of that, because we've been without Rand for so long, the fact that we've had characters just hint at maybe seeing him. I'm like, oh shit, Rand's back. Yeah. And I'm excited. Even though I know he's going to disappoint me again, eventually. It's only a matter of time, but I'm excited to see Rand. Yeah. Yeah. He'll do something cool. And we're like, yeah. And then he'll do something dumb. We're like, no, why? Yeah. (laughs) Oh man. Rand communicating poorly. That's never going to happen again. Yeah, no, this is the last time in the entire series, and Rand's going to communicate perfectly the rest of these books. I mean, he is the Dragon Reborn. We now know this for sure. For sure. For sure, for sure. With an asterisk, maybe. Yeah. Allegedly. Maybe. Allegedly. So as they're having this conversation, the IEL are like, well, why are you watching the stone? Like, what's going on? As their spears to Matt's neck. And Matt's, you know, he starts doing his Matt thing where he's like, "Eh, just coming off some fresh air, you know. Um what are you guys doing up here? <laughs> and then another voice comes out of nowhere. It's like, what are y'all doing up here? And it's our good friend, Julian Sandar. Yeah. But then the he... Spider-Man meme where they're all pointing at each other. Yeah. That's pretty much what's happening here. Yeah. Yes. What are you doing? What are you doing? It's a Mexican standoff up here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad Sandar came back though, by the way. I, like, I knew he was going yeah. to, I had all the faith in him. I agree. Yeah. And you, well, you had way more faith than I did for sure. And I I have to give some credit. So not full redemption because I have to hold out for the potential that maybe he's still a dirtbag, but more than likely, yeah. He did good here. I agree. Glad he's back. Yeah. Yeah. So now it's just, yeah, like I said, the Mexican standoff's going on. Uh, Everybody's trying to figure out, you know, what everybody's doing up there. Um, yeah, there's that moment where uh, where Julian thinks he's got him, uh, and he's like, he's like, "What are you doing?" And then all of a sudden, like eight more IELR pop up behind him. And it's like, "No, what are you Shit. doing?" It's like, uh, <laughs> "You're already dead, kid." Uh, it's like, "What?" As a reader, you kind of pause for a second. You're like, "Okay, who's next?" Somebody else pop up and go, "No, what are you doing?" As Avienda just keeps like poking her spear point into Matt's throat, like over, yeah. like, uh, like. Uh, Oh, he says in the smarmy again. Spear back in the throat. Yeah, spear back in the throat. Yeah, and we did and, jump uh, over a little bit, and, and it's important because of what we know about the Aiel and how great of a fighter even an individual Aiel man or woman are is whatever tense we're using there. Mm-hmm. Um, so Rand, Rand, Jesus, you messed me up, Alan. Matt gotcha. was actually able to dice it up and dance just a little bit. Just enough to, you know, to show that he could stand his own. And maybe if it was just him versus one Aiel, he might've got him. So I, I thought mm-hmm. that was important to note. Like, you know, if you're keeping track of where Matt is, as far as his fighting skills, I, I think Matt could easily hold his own with one, maybe two Aiel, but more than that, obviously they got him. Man, yeah. prediction that Matt can hold his own against 
A single oh, ale. Real. <laughs> okay. Here's a prediction for you. I don't know if I like Hunter being on here or not. He seems to be mocking us. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I promise you, I felt you roll your eyes at me there. I felt it. And we don't really have video going on here. I just, oof. Anyway, I'm standing yeah. by it. The real no, question no, no, is, no. is Matt better than I am? Or is Matt going to turn out to be worse? But he did say that Matt was one of his favorite characters. So, hmm. Hmm. Morally or like I mean, physically? You, you, what do we... you, you already know Matt's power now, right? He's a wild card. Wild card. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you That's can't... not Matt's power. His power is his life. Matt's going to be able to <laughs> tap into his menethrin capabilities and become some ancient warrior king yeah oh yeah that's true there's a little bit of that too hmm. yeah he's he's speaking in old tongue uh man uh either that or you know the daggers got him yeah well there's that that too that he becomes a uh, evil dark powerful <laughs> all-knowing being <laughs> yeah either or i haven't made my mind up yet Matt's so suave. He might be able to, like, you know, do you know, both. You know, right. you know, use use the use the that that golden tongue to to convince uh, to lower the guard, and yeah, maybe greater than the the dragon reborn is the phoenix, and Matt is the phoenix reborn. I'm kidding. Was he lowering? (laughs) Was he using his charm to lower anyone's guard though? Because I feel like this is like a moment where I read it, and I still at this point in reading the books, I remember I thought like, uh, you know, if I were the Aiel, I would have stabbed Matt immediately. Like uh, when he was like, "I'm just out for a midnight stroll," I'd be like, "We're on a covert mission, dead." Okay, what's up? Uh, I mean, there's no. He's been such a shit. Like, uh, there's like 30 people with spears to his throat, and he's like, I got a lot of them, a little bit. I like that. So, we're reading mm-hmm. from Matt's perspective. So, we get the stuff going on in his head where he's like, All right, you know, play it cool. Careful how you swallow. Like, don't let him think that you're shook because you can't give him an edge, blah, 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 blah. But you raise a great point because we get these individual perspectives. Sometimes you have to stop and think all right, what can I infer from the other people's perspective? And I think you nailed it. Like, the Aiel, everything we know about them so far, they're on a very specific mission, and Matt is not part of it. So yeah. he should be very lucky that they didn't just dice him up. Like, And why mm-hmm. didn't they? I don't know. That, like, That's a good question. Yeah. Oh, you can go to your uh, closet or wherever you keep loyal and ask him. Oh, he's well, he's in the bathroom. Or right do they now, have any? Maybe form, we'll I mean, see. they probably have some form of like co- ethics or codes where they're not just going to kill somebody for no reason. Is, right is that for, the, for the that, for the for the thief, that for the thief is that catcher, a prediction yes. that the Aiel have a code? Yes, <laughs> we can make that a prediction they, for sure. They definitely have a code. Uh, train's coming. Sorry. Yeah, that oh, sounds man. like a train. <laughs> the trains are coming. That's um, just the first. So that's just the first word. A real episode if. We didn't have a bunch of stuff going on. And exactly. my windows are open because it feels so great out, and I'm in denial about the pollen. So, sorry, guys. <laughs> Your whole apartment's gonna be yellow tomorrow. <laughs> it is the window. Oh my god, the window sills are covered. It's so bad. And I have, um, I have a uh, a cover on my couches. It's this navy blue. Like I can't even describe the material. Anyways, navy blue. So it's gonna be half green tomorrow with the mix of all the yellow crap on there. Oh yeah. That's nasty. Oh, yeah. 
So anyway, so the Aiel turn back on Julian at this point and say, what are you doing here? As we mentioned, and Julian's like, I, I, I did a thing today. Um, it triples me. I done so, did effed up. I done then effed up and I'm trying to fix my wrongs. Um, and the Aiel were like, all right, then cool. All right. You have an excuse for being up here. So hi, I'm Rock. But this specifically, <laughs> Rorak has served in a job very similar to what the thief catcher is. And he makes the point. Mm-hmm. He's like, all right, if this is what you do, then I know the type of man you are. And mm-hmm. like, I used to be a cop, too. Right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring that up because mm, sensitive subject right now. But, yeah, that's essentially what happened. There was a nudge and a wink. And there was a, there was a yeah. thin blue line handshake there, essentially. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully oh, it pays yeah. off. And, and you learn a, th- a few Aiel up there. You know, we learn Rorak's up there. We we learn a little bit later that Gaul is one of the ones. And we've met both of them before. Rorak was with the girls when they got taken. Um, and we're almost handed over to um, the, um, the the Merdral. Yeah. And then Gaul, Gaul was the one that Perrin freed out of the cage. Yeah. It's all so, coming together. Yeah. The connection with Gull, actually, to, to be honest with you, yeah, yeah. So that's pretty cool. Like a little little side note that, and he was coming from the other direction. So I know you. I mean, unless you want to want to pull out your maps um, from the beginning of the book, um, where Gull was freed was over all the way just south of the of the Emmons Field because they came through the mountains of mist and and they were heading down towards Ilion. Where Rourke was was over because the girls were traveling down from um, the tar, tar from down from Tarv Allen along the river there. So they came from the east. So Gaul's in the west, Rorik was in the east. But they know each other, and they these different Aiel were in completely, completely different parts of the world, and they've converged as well. Um, obviously, our main characters have converged, but now we like learn they're that. being pulled to the center of a web or something. Yeah, mm. like something like More that. More net. Mm. Weird. Weird. I'm not sober. I'm not sober <laughs> enough to do math of like. Train A leaves Station B, yeah, traveling if, if at sixty Rourke miles an hour. Leaves, if Ruark leaves Ilian, going at four paces <laughs> per hour, and yeah, exactly. Do, are, are you suggesting that there's the possibility, like they travel the stones or the ways or anything, or are you just mentioning they travel far? Distance? Oh no, no, no! I was How just much? joking about like they, uh, they, out, they, out, run, they outrun horses. So yeah, that's what yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, by feet, okay. by yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, if they he's got nothing horses. slowing him down, he could book it. That right. sound yeah. outside your window wasn't a train coming through. That was an Aiel booking. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> going to the stone, baby. <laughs> but at, at this point, they all turn back to Matt and they're like, so why are you really here? And Matt tells both the Aiel and uh, Julian that some of his friends are prisoners in the stone and he means to rescue them. And the Aiel are like, okay, cool. You guys have good reasons for being here? Deuces, we're out. You guys can do your own thing. We have our own that mission. That surprised me the most. <laughs> well, they for yeah, whatever like, reason. I'm telling you, in my mind, Matt was going to be battling, and they were going to be like, "Oh my goodness, we shouldn't be battling because we're we're all here to help Rand." And there would have been this realization, or where we all know the girls, and we're all here for the girls. Like I was waiting on that moment. Yeah, and it yeah. didn't happen. So I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I was would just like, as long as you have a good reason. We don't really care. You're not our enemy. So when they confirm, they're like, ain't nobody raising the alarm. You not? No, not you. What about you? What about you? Hey, stop fucking around. Are you going to? No, not you. Okay. All right. Well then, we're out of here. 
We all cool, all man? Right. We all so, cool? So, so Ian and Chris, like, if you could now describe the Aiel, like, as far as, like, you know, how would you describe them? I would think... Honest. Yeah. So, But, like, militarily, that. they're, like, elite. They're not right? good. They're not good. Or they're that overconfident that they feel like nothing can touch them. That's what I'm saying, Chris. That uh, this is such like a I don't know. Again, I decided to go to med school. I've never done any military stuff. I don't know anything about military. I can only imagine if you're on like a a mission to go up something, and then you like run into two people, and then you're just like, ah, they won't fuck it up. It's fine. Let's keep going. that's weird. That's so like for that to work. I made I made the quick assumption, and I guess I'm, this is what I'm thinking about our IEL right now. That they have, um, if not all of them, at least some in the group have the ability to judge character really quickly, and judge intent, mm-hmm. and read people. And on a grander scale, we do that in our own military with both psyops and civil affairs, and and that's similar to what I sure. do now. It it's very hard to do in one five second meeting. However, you know that is a strategy. So maybe they they just have that ability, you know, to you know to read and trust. I mean, so when you think about when Matt gave his first answer, when they were like, "Matt, what are you doing?" or "What are you doing?" They didn't know his name. What are you doing? He goes, "Um, you know, I'm just taking a casual stroll on the catwalk here, baby. I'm too sexy for my shirt. And immediately the spear's deeper in his throat. And they're like, yeah, no, what's the real fucking answer? And then he gives a close enough to truth answer and they quickly accept it. So I'm thinking to myself, they somehow have that ability to, to know when somebody's full of shit and when they're not. So I counted that as a plus towards the IEL. It might yeah, be a fatal right. flaw down the road. Nameless, nameless gambler. I, all I've, right. I've seen this scene from the movie, you know, where like the military is like coming on a village and a goat herder comes by and they're like, oh, it's just a goat herder. He's fine. And the kid goes running back in the village like, they're coming, they're coming. And like, like <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that scene. <laughs> right. The goats themselves are full of explosives. I've, I've exactly. Hey, um, yeah, exactly. Loyal, you done? Yeah, no, leave the fan on, bro. No, come here. Come here, come here, come here, come here. Hold on, he's coming. Hey, you know what chapters were on? Yeah. So why why were the Aiel like super trusting of Matt real quick? Like why I mean, if you had to just one word, why would uh huh? Oh the Tavirin. Tavirin, yes. That's why. Yes. Yeah. Very good, loyal. All right, man. Now close the door. The fan is not cutting it. Thanks, man. That's a Febreze. Get some spray, man. I made Brussels sprouts earlier, and he has a sensitive stomach. (laughs) It's it's, it's my fault. the worst. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. So, Julian and Matt dinner by themselves, and they're trying to figure out how to get into um, uh, the stone. And Julian comes to the idea and goes, like, well, I do know a back way in that thief catchers can take people prisoners in. And maybe if you pose as my prisoner, I can take you into the cells. And then we can break them out that way. And Matt's like, yeah, I don't know you well enough. So um, <laughs> I don't trust being put in cuffs and being let in. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a good idea for me. That's a strong maybe. <laughs> yeah. I So I read it a little bit different. And, and it puts a different twist on Matt. And maybe I read it this way because this is how I view Matt in my head. But 
so he gives this solid plan and I feel like Matt, the way I read it, Matt accepted is like, you know what? That's, that's a solid plan. That's really good. We should, we should do that. That's a good plan. That's a good way to get in there. It all makes sense. And then I think the only thing that made him stop was, but I've got a fucking bomb. Like I, I made a bomb. <laughs> I mean, that plan is great. We should hundred percent do that. Except your plan doesn't include this bomb I have, and I'm going to fucking use the bomb. <laughs> so <laughs> let me bomb something real quick. I'll be right back. That's yeah. that's and more the, how the, I read it in my mind. And I could be way off, but that just seems very no, mad. I'm right there with you. I read it the exact same it's, way. It's it was like he was anxious and he had to do it. Yeah. And Matt doesn't know if this will work or not, but he goes, he reaches the stone. He sees a little arrow slit. You know, if you've ever been to medieval castles, they have these little long, narrow vertical slits for, for archers to shoot out of. And he's like, maybe we'll just stuff the bag in there and light and see what happens. Um, not thinking that, you know, thinking that it might blow enough of a hole that he maybe could crawl through. And um, yeah. No, I, I was just reading it again. Uh, I don't think so. Matt, still you know they were like he played with fireworks as a kid and everyone was like matt don't play with fireworks you're gonna blow yourself up and he was like i still want to cut some open and he was like i know they make a lot of light and sound it's like matt you also know they blow up and i'm reading it it's like he doesn't even know they there's an explosion he's just like it's gonna make a lot of light and sound I don't think yeah, it's going to explode. Yeah. See, we had the exact maybe, opposite. Maybe bomb's the wrong word. So, but we had the exact he had opposite. the stuff he wanted to use. I overestimated the power of fireworks where I thought they could blow up anything. <laughs> and, you know, when you stuff a bunch of fireworks into a dead shark, it's really not as cool as you think it would be. Um, well, specifically it, a very thick skin, cold water, like very cold water shark that has. With a lot of blubber. A lot, yeah. of, lot of flat, a lot of flat fat. This is how me and you differed, Alan, because I still see that as zero cool. Uh, exploding a shark all over my It was already well, dead. Is, uh, it was already dead. It was already dead. It was already dead. I, I um, know, but I see it that was as... washed up. It was beached. It was already dead. Yeah. It was, and we yeah. decided to see if we could blow the shark up. And we stuffed a bunch of fireworks yeah. in there. We lit the fireworks and nothing happened. I mean, literally, it just went boom. Yeah, right. So ultimately, like, Hunter, you're oh, not wrong. Like... At the end of the day, it wasn't cool. We wasted fire. <laughs> <not cool>. <laughs> <laughs> we wasted a ton of fireworks. It like, sucked. <laughs> <laughs> What do we do now? Run it over again. Okay. <laughs> now, then now you got me. Yeah. So anyway, so Matt lights these fireworks. He starts to run away from it and gets thrown by the explosion because it's it's a it's a big boom. I I think it's great with with all the warnings she gave him uh, about these things. Like he just thought he knew better and he modified them and he you know tied the fuses together and clearly didn't bother trying to figure the math on how far away he should be. Cause she even said like, she's going through them like this one, you need to do this, this one, you need that. And this big one here, you light it and you need to run. Like don't be anywhere near it. But then he like shortened up the fuses to get them all to match. So he either didn't run fast enough or he just didn't give enough fuse. Yeah. Chris and Ian, how discount action movie do you think this scene's going to be as like, you know, he gets like, you know, the explosions behind him. And it's a silhouette of him, like flailing his arms and legs as he gets thrown uh, off into the wall. Yeah. I hope it's not one of those. The explosion happens and the explosion itself flings him an extra 50 feet because <laughs> I've seen people blown up and it doesn't happen like that. Um, no, they just, they, at that point, if you're thrown that far, you, your, your body just shreds. It doesn't yeah. doesn't 
doesn't get thrown. Well, you're talking you're like a new, organs do. You're talking I mean, like a nuke uh, or a no. Moab to pr- propel you like that. Yeah. Your uh, your aorta is like you know dangling. So if yeah. you get like a shockwave going through you, it's pretty bad. Uh, it's made out of meat, and uh, meat's not very strong. Dude, true, I've true. been to a base nectar show, and let me tell you. Um... <laughs> <laughs> front row next to the biggest sub they got yeah the biggest sub they got when they hit that base it's uh woof. so i i think they could do it simply and we have another character that can assist here like if you want to show that matt didn't quite know what was going on going on didn't give himself enough time with the explosion there could be some like rubble that hits him and knocks him down and he's like half buried because he didn't really expect it but it's not so traumatizing like he could survive it and as he's in his days, shell shock, WTF moment, our thief catcher, you know, could come grab his hand, pull him up and be like, bro, you're right. And and they can move on. But yeah, hopefully it's mm-hmm. not some like 80s action movie where the budget for the film was a million dollars and they spent $750,000 on the one explosion that sends everybody flying. That would be disappointing. Yeah, so I agree with everything, but like the statement that you're making of he didn't realize or he didn't know. Yeah. Like, well, I, think, I, I think have he... to appreciate Matt's ingenuity here. Yeah. Like, he took apart the fireworks and created a bomb. Yeah, but he I just wanted he to was... make a sound. He just wanted. Yeah, to, he just wanted to make yeah, a distraction. To alert the did... defenders to go up there. And he was to go up there run. so they could sneak and in somewhere else. Julian's yeah. plan, and then we're gonna go. And then he was like, "Wait, that blew a fucking hole." Uh, yeah, let's just go in here. <laughs> I think that's why it makes more sense that he gets clocked with a piece of stone, and that's what takes him out. Because you know, then you got room for a little bit of what Chris is saying, and certainly a lot mm-hmm. of bit of what I'm saying. You know, yeah. So, but yeah, so it blows a big hole. They decide, well, let's go in that way. Um, so they enter the stone, and yeah, they meet all the defenders of the stone, the soldiers that are running towards the explosion. And they begin the fight. Um, yeah, skip the defenders. Fast forward. What's the real fight? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they run into some some nosy nobles and uh, they have go. some crazy swords in boxer and, shorts. In they're, boxer shorts, they're half mm-hmm. naked coming out of bed trying to fight yep. Matt. But I think <laughs> at least at least one of them had a hair mark blade. I think right. Oh, I, no, 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 not in the no, scene. That no, no, no. later. That yeah. came later. Okay. That comes later. Not not hair yeah. and mark, but they were definitely quality swordsmen. Like after Matt right. whipped up on one or two of them, he was like, oh, "If I a couple more of these, I might get a little tired." Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they start fighting their way through, and um, yeah, and and all Matt's thinking is he needs to get to Egwene, Elaine, and Anive or die trying, and that kind of ends his point of view. Well, so real quick, my favorite part of him fighting the nobles. You know, as he's fighting him, he's having this internal monologue about, well, if we just keep doing tit for tat, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to get war out. So the nobles do in a defensive routine and Matt's in the middle of his attack and he goes wildcard on him and switches from what looks like should be a head blow to sweeping the legs. So it's, it's him doing the wildcard thing again. That's what saves him. And when the legs are out from under him, he swoops back up with the other side, bashes him in the head. So that part's mm-hmm. cool enough. But then as he kind of dusts his hand, he's about to turn around and talk to his buddy. He slings his sweet bow staff over his shoulder, like, and just by random chance defends himself 
from what would have been a fatal blow from yeah. the swordsman, which I think is fantastic. Better be lucky than good. Yeah, but that's <laughs> yeah. that's Matt right now, and he embraces that. So he, this, that that right there probably wasn't even something that would scare him. That's something yeah. that would embolden him more. He's like, I am fucking on to something. Like I, I picture I picture this as those crappy, like not, I say crappy, like the comedy ninja movies from the nineties, like what is Beverly Hills Ninja with Chris Farley and stuff like that. Like that kind of scene where like completely accidentally just knocks out a bunch of people and like right. our, yeah, our Jar type thing. Starts playing and then uh you know it's it's him accidentally knocking out fourteen master swordsmen as he's like, Oops, uh Oops, don't yeah. realize how long my staff is. Uh, actually Giggity. he's got the short thick staff. Giggity. Uh, it's Jill and Sandar that has the long, thin staff. I was Giggity. waiting for y'all to bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> that was three giggities in a row. Hunter, you could come on this show anytime. That's... <laughs> That's, That's what what going. So long as during this fight scene, the camera angle is so bad that you see that they're not actually making contact. <laughs> and people still there's go two, flying. There's two ways the show can go, and I love it. You know, Either they go all in bad or they go all in good. You know, yeah. like if, if it starts out bad, they should... They should all in bad. I all mean, bad. like, uh, I, I'm, I'm all, f- I'm all for a laugh track and a sitcom yeah. format. Yeah. <laughs> Full on parody. Like every now and yeah. then they look at the camera and wink. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's what you call it. What's that show with Sheldon and whatnot? Uh, God, big bang theory. Oh big, yeah. It's just full. It's full on like, yeah. uh, yeah. Wheel of time theory. Uh, perfect. Yuck. Yeah. I mean, so, so yet you, you can't go in between. You either go full campy or you go you go full badass. I mean, so you either go. Um, I'm trying bring to think the of bears. Like, uh, bring the know, bears. Are you thinking like Doctor Who, where like the first couple seasons of Doctor Who, it's it's super campy, but it's great because it's supposed to be campy. Like it's just, yeah. Um, oh, perfect it, example. It, it works. Yeah. Yeah. The when they transition, actually when they transition, they, they it's get, still they good get fucking yarn out and they're making weaves. I love it. It's so stupid. <laughs> Anyway, love it. So yeah, anything from this whole section before we transition to Rand, since we're like three pages into this episode so far. (laughs) Yeah, no. All right, fast forward. Anything else? Okay, yeah. So now we're in Rand. Um, Rand hears the alarm going off on the Stone of Tear, um, but completely ignores it because he has one thing on his mind, and that's to get to Kalendor. And he thinks to himself, "I will finish it at last, one way or another. It will be done with. The dreams finished." The baiting, the taunting, and the taunting, and the hunting. I'll finish it all. That's the quote. No, Alan, you fucked up. You just read the end of Eye of the World. No, 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 I'm wrong. You just read the end of The Great Hunt. No, 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 no. No, actually, you're right. No, this is the end of... Yeah, yeah, no, 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 you're wrong. It's the end of The Shadow Rising. Oh, no, shit. No, no, you're wrong. Ah. It's the end of The Lord of Chaos. No, no, you're wrong. Uh, it fires of heaven. fires of heaven. <laughs> is, this, is this Mario? How many times do I have to beat King Koopa? I dropped him the goddamn lava... In the first Listen, world, figure out, who the, figure out who the princess is first, and then well, you the can pr- say what castle you go to. I mean, it's the princess yeah. worth saving, let's be honest. I mean, some are, yeah, yeah. don't get me wrong, but some yeah, yeah. just leave her Listen, with Koopa. Yes. You can have I mean, your Celine. <laughs> I'm taking Barreling. Oh, I don't know. Oh. I mean, at, at the end of this book, I'm starting to think the uh, the loyalty between Fael and Perrin, she's, she's sounding mm-hmm. a little bit more attractive these days. Yeah. Don't tell Lanfear because she does show up by the end of this. So, yeah. So, it's a completely short, yeah, super short uh, point of view of the rant. And and then we switch to Egwene's point of view. 
Um, well, we didn't even really talk about Ryan. Okay, let's, talk about it. Neither did Jordan. Let's, talk about let's just let's go back for, for two <laughs> seconds to just say, <laughs> like, he has been insane, driven insane by this this desire to get to the calendar. Would you say the insanity and, has reached the membrane? Like, to the point where perhaps there's no brain anymore? Essentially. He's insane in the brain? Insane I, I, in the membrane. Insane. Membrane. insane. Got no brain. Insane. 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 Got no brain. Throws so. a two-liter into the crowd. What? <laughs> Sorry, that's pre-COVID. Y'all don't know anything about that. Mm-hmm. So you to put that out there. It's like, you know, that, that type of a drive just does establish a level of insanity. So continue. Next point of view. Yeah. Anything else from, from Rand for this one sentence? Besides, I, I, I love how Jordan does that. Yeah, he's quick. Yeah, he's quick he's flash. How, how much taint do you think Rand has in him at this point? He's got no, more he's than anybody. Oh, he's he has lots of taint. taint. And it's we've deep. we've talked about this wound before. Remember, it's pulsing. Yeah, everything else we've run into so far, our eyes to die or eyes to die's have been able to heal, but this wound hasn't been able to heal, and it keeps throbbing and. I still have my theories about how this particular wound from Ballsy somehow reaches not just through the Rand here in this timeline, but like it, it just stretches through all the different mirror worlds and it's it's so deep and so entangled in all the different versions yeah. of Rand that it, it was impossible for Moraine herself to heal. Y'all have all yep. known dudes that were like so attract like every chick's into them, you know, right? You've met guys like that, right? Yeah, guy that's so attractive that like he's got a pussing wound on his side, and chicks are still into him. I mean, man, must be. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, but I've, I've yeah. been a Grenada, right? Yeah. <laughs> that was in the last episode. Yeah. Right. So yeah, we switch to the girls. Um, Egwene wakes up in her cell, um, thinking that she, first she thinks she's been captured by the Sean, Sean Chan again, and that she's been collared, uh, but then she realizes that no, that she's been captured by the Black Aja. And um and since they you know they're they're being captured, I wanted Hunter to co- cover this because you know being tied up and things. I know Hunter's an oh, expert geez. on that. So, <laughs> oh, right. I watched a, I watched a Houdini special once. All right. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna go a little we're gonna a little tangent because I was waiting for this uh, to get into this uh, this story. This so is actually Hunter the best young, memory I have. Of yeah. Hunter. So when I'm yeah, sorry. So Hunter. when. <laughs> So when yeah, Hunter was right. younger, we were, when we were kids, I was in high school. Hunter might have been in middle school. Um, he watched a Houdini special on TV and thought that he could get out of anything. So he said, um, he said, tie me up uh, in a chair with ropes and I will be able to get out no matter how you tie me up. Well, um, as Ian knows, and most of you guys know listening, I raced sailboats since I was a little kid and I know how to tie knots. So... Uh, instead of just tying knots and tying them securely, I tied what's called tension hitches um, that whenever you move, the ropes just get tighter and tighter. So, um, yeah, I didn't tie normal knots. I tied knots that if you try to struggle, they just keep on constricting more and more and more. So, yeah, we, Hunter, we take it away. We, what, talk, we, talked, about, we talked about uh, the kinky knots in a previous episode. I think that was also the Allie and Gus episode. So you can tune into that. Yeah, so, so yeah. Hunter, uh, how, how'd that work out for you? <laughs> I didn't get out. Um, I'm not a magician. 
that's number one. Uh, that's a shame. Um, and um, luckily, I still have you. You made a girdle around me, Alan. Uh, this is such a weird story to say. Yeah, no, no. I, t- I tied ropes between his uh, his between his legs, so those were the main tension points that would tighten up. Um, so well, part part of sailing is you're not going to always have this like fancy bosun suite that you can like pull up. You have to be able to tie a Swiss seat. So it was a modified Swiss seat again with the tension knots that it would get tighter depending on. I don't, I don't how... know what a Swiss seat is, but I know that I tried falling out backwards out of the chair to get out of it, and I was suspended. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's about right. Uh, uh, say what? Yeah. Are, what part of the book are we on again? So yeah, Egwene, Egwene's captured. <laughs> Egwene's, All tied up in knots. I, I invited Hunter on just to talk about. I times screamed we talk, louder than Egwene screamed when she woke up. Yeah. He still turned out all right. All right. So Hunter, Hunter, before we move on, did you ever thank Alan for that? Oh, so you don't even know you don't even know why you should thank him, right? I mean, because you don't have much memory after falling out of that chair. Uh, if he didn't, if he of, didn't well, you, do you, that, you might have gone on to magician school or clown school, or and just you know, been a crappy magician the rest of your <laughs> life. But and... instead, you realized early on, not a magician. I'm gonna be a doctor. Yeah, you're assuming I wouldn't have been a goddamn great magician. Well, uh... I mean, I I saw you in action and. You would not. You would not have been a good magician. <laughs> yeah, the trick is I'll make my genitals disappear. Uh, <laughs> so, well, I'll yeah. say it. Thank you, Alan, because I I am proud of what Hunter has become. So, thank you. Well, yeah. Oh, thank so, you. so one question from chat right now that I have to mention right now: How many times has Egwene been captured so far? <laughs> good lord, does it really matter? You how to keep count? She is Princess Peach. I mean, literally, like it's Catherine and Bowser. And I will say, time. she always gives me a place to like pause and go, huh? At least Next my time, life is that think bad. Is ever going to get captured again? Oh yeah. yeah. Well, the train. The train says yes. Yeah. Wow. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, yeah, so she wakes up. Nynaeve and Elaine try to soothe her and calm her down because she's screaming over the train noise. And all three women are shielded from the source. Uh, They have um, uh, the Black Aja sisters have shielded them. And um, Egwene learns that she's been actually in the cell for hours. So this is where we are. Yeah, so I – okay. I'm fast forwarding a little bit, so y'all could back us up if we need to, but I just kind of shrugged my shoulders, and maybe this is my experience with women, and Alan, you know my ex-wife a little bit, so maybe you could help defend me here, but it just, you know, they're in this horrible situation, and Egwene's, Egwene's response is, you know, Rand's out there with this gaping wound, and he's going to go battle to the death to end shit. Matt's risking his life against Aiel and this thief catcher and blowing shit up. And just, you know, they're just doing all this cool shit. And Egwene is like, I'm going to take a nap. (laughs) Shit's getting so real. I need a nap. (laughs) 
I identify with Egwene here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nynaeve, sing to me. Elaine stroked yeah. my hair. I need to be comforted. I'm going to take a nap. Yeah. Uh, you don't know how many times in sailboats, like shit's in the fan. I'm like, you guys got this? I'm going down below to take a nap. I'll wake up. Yeah, and, uh, I remember that. Done with I remember that. And then we hit a fucking bridge. Okay. That wasn't helpful. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so um, that Alan couldn't have affected that bridge in Telavanriad because it's it, you know it wasn't a living thing. So yeah. good point. Good yeah. point. That bring it full circle. Yep. So yeah. So but Egwene realizes she still has the dream ring, um, and decide, and that's how she decides that she'll go to sleep because maybe she'll still be able to channel in Telavanriad. Well, full, so she full circle, asleep. she was pretty confident she could, and she also knew with right. this ring she didn't need to be able to channel to use it. And we already learned mm-hmm. that there's some of these items that you don't have to channel to use. So it's all these puzzle pieces coming together. You know? Right. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, she, but, yeah, she goes and takes, like you said, like we said, she takes a nap. <laughs> she falls asleep. and But I'm late tired. Like, okay, then take a yeah, nap. Then fire nap. the missiles. Then fire the yeah. missiles. <laughs> Huh. Um, so my, my number one question is, is how in the world does she channel in the dreamscape mm. what makes her special well can anybody channel in the dreamscape well that's what I'm well I'm, I'm wondering like is Rand technically in the dreamscape at some point is he channeling there Biazaman did he not channel in the dreamscape like what makes these people different well there mm. there's some special features of our lady friends here. Yeah, even think of, think about the um, the accepted test with Nynaeve. And they're like, well, dude, if you channel, you'll your head will explode. And she's like, I kind of channeled well, are, are the they, entire are they time. The dreamscape? Well, I don't, I, I'm, not, I'm not suggesting they are, but maybe it's a version of that. But it, that's at least enough to show us that there's something special about these girls, that they have, even if others can't channel in... Tell a run around. Run tell a run around. That's what I said. That's what I said. It's, it's what they got to do it Scottish in the show. Like, tell a run around. Holy got... shit. Did you practice that? Say it again. <laughs> I did not. Uh, tell a run around. I can't do it. Uh, that's <laughs> hey, all that was that's great. That was great. That's canon. Lock it in. That's canon. Thank you. All right. So the, old tongue, the old tongue is meant to be spoken in Scottish. Scottish, so, Scottish. At least that particular word. Sc- yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, Gwaine goes into the dream world to tell her on Riyadh and finds Joya um, there standing at the stone of, at the heart of the stone looking at uh, Kalendor. And uh, Joya is, like, super surprised um, that she's there. But before she can do anything, Gwaine shields her, binds her, and, yeah. That's where we are. So she's more open to the one power when she's in the dreamscape. Like she's more connected to where it flows through her without question. And then she's able to weave these complex spells without really thinking about it. And she's able to make them self-sustainable. Yeah. Which is beyond most I to die is what it sounds like. So... Sounds very complex. And she could see the weaves and multiple weaves together. And then, oh, by the way, if I just tie this knot, oh, shit, I can walk away. And I think I could repeat this process. Mm -hmm. Craziness. Yeah. Yeah. 
So she I, I still that. think I still think this will be a great uh big screen moment. Like where the bad yeah, guy is like she has pieces of she has pieces of yarn and she's like, Oh, I could just tie <laughs> yeah. these two in. She starts knitting. I, I meant more with <laughs> I meant more with our black Aja kind of yeah. talking shit, yeah. but clearly not knowing everything that Egwene knows or thinks she knows. And then there's like a aha, but you can't see if you get the up. if you get the flows of air right around the groin and you got this tension knots on them. Um, let me yeah. tell you, uh, <laughs> when he when he tries to escape by tipping the chair over, he's just going to <laughs> lose. It's Wait, float in midair. Hunter, do you have any children yeah. yet? Uh. Well, I guess no one I know watches. Uh, I have a first one on the way. Uh, okay, good, 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 good. I was worried about that, but that's a good sign. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you didn't have to do like extraordinary measures, right? Just describe extraordinary measures. That's no, I mean, like, like, I don't I don't need to hear your bedroom routine. I just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's always an extraordinary. Hunter, Hunter cracks his neck. Well, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I learned a few things. You got the Kama Sutra, Iro Volume 3. Hey, that's a bonus episode. Save it, save it. Once, you, once your groin has been stretched out by the, uh, the old... <laughs> Sure, flexibility sure. increases yeah. tremendously and uh, <laughs> oh, well so anyways <laughs> back to the wheel of time <laughs> so, so then oh wow then what... hold on a second did ian just say that <laughs> i know right <laughs> it's, it's getting a little hot in here we're not even through a you chapter got... yet we're an hour and a half in you got any gum <laughs> uh, it's gonna be a good one so um and as uh and, and as Egwene has her tied up, she starts to beat the shit out of her with flows of air, which, um, yeah, that, that's her, that's her go-to, uh, just like the way Baby she was, a bitch. yeah, she was beat. So she's like, Oh, fine. I'll just return the favor. Um, but she and, still feels bad about it. Like, stop feeling bad about it. This is war. Well, no, but yeah. she feels bad about the torture and and the prolonged pain because she goes I don't like this I've had to do it before and I don't want to do it again and I think very matter of factly I don't think she's trying to fuck with her I think she is really coming to this conclusion she goes I just I just need to learn to slit throats like I, I don't want to do the torture I don't want to bop you with some air bubbles like it needs to be a quick one and done mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. never quick one and done well yeah I mean that's Eat some pancakes yeah. and then there's round two, but yeah, I mean, come on, you gotta. So, yeah, it so still doesn't answer the question how, why, why can she do what others cannot do? What makes her special? Mm-hmm. Is she, is she, is yeah, she can, special? Is this Marine? Look, one Marine said she's one of the most powerful, uh, potentially powerful Aes Sedai she's ever uh, she found. That Minethrin blood, I'm telling you. So, um, Hunter, so you were starting to hint at what Chris and I have asked questions before about, and we can't get out of anybody for sure, about whether our females could be Tavirin, or is it that they are so crucial to the storyline of our already identified Tavirin that they also get kind of like that, you know, second degree of separation nudge, right? And we and don't know I yet. Not I, going, I am not going to be the one to spoil anything yeah. for you. Loyal sitting right. here. And and he's covering his mouth, be, giggling. Like, I might be purposefully leading you in one way or the other. Um, it's not just you. Have any of y'all played Duck Hunt? 
the the original with the Nintendo dog, with the dog, with the dog yeah. laughing. Yeah, I'm, the, yeah. I'm the dog that's laughing right exactly. now. Exactly, Loyal's doing the same face right now. I, I'm trying to get him to come to the mic, and he's going, "Hee hee hee hee, motherfucker!" I love you, Loyal. Sure, he he can. I know y'all love him, but he could be, he could be a real. Well, jerk if only sometimes. there was y'all. Okay, um, didn't Swan already talk about something she could do? Right, that she's able to see, yeah. and right, she she did not. She specifically did not speak about the girls, but mm-hmm. but is that second degree of separation from the identified Tavirin strong enough to give them like weak Tavirin powers? Is it on the spectrum? By, it's like a, yeah. Uh, speaking about on the spectrum, um, you know, Tavirin by association, like. Uh, you got you got secondary Tavirian exposure, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. The doctor yeah. said it. That's medically proven canon. There you Lock go. it in. There you go. Yeah. Egwene. <laughs> so we end the scene with Egwene leaving Joya tied up um, in floods of air, and she's going to go find the cells um, and try to free themselves out and in, in the dream world and see if she can do it that way. And that's how we end this this point of view. Anything from this before we switch to the next one? There's lots of switching towards the end. Nope. All right. So we're Perrin. All right. So Perrin's now looking at the stone, or is, is in Teleron Riyadh as well. Uh, he's in, in, in the stone, and he's searching, along with Hopper, for a trap Fayil. Um, he's been fighting guards. Um, he's surprised that they're in Teleron Riyadh. Um, he's supposed, I guess he figures they've just been pulled into the dream. Yeah, because they, they seem a little bit surprised to be there also. They were surprised to see him, but he thought that they were also surprised that they were even there. Mm-hmm. These are horrible guards. If you actually wanted <laughs> guards to guard something, wouldn't you like give them a brief? Like, bro, this is But when you think you have everything under control, what else are you going to do? Yeah. Like, and you quite literally feel like you've got these women under lock and key. You've stripped them their power. You know that they can't harm you. But and you're the most powerful thing there. Also, if you're in the world of dreams, that means they're sleeping as well. So they're dreaming. And they're being pulled into yeah. Teleron Rod. Yeah, that's why I made that point. It's like, you know, well, that's the thing. Everybody's dreaming at some point. So, like, they had no fear of, you know, going entering into the dreamscape at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they had no fear of going to sleep and preserving their energy because they realized that you know there's a lot. We we talked before, especially earlier, uh, like when we went to the Dark Friend Social, and we were like, "Oh my gosh, the bad guys are so organized, and the good guys are not." But now we're starting to see chinks in the armor big time. I mean, one of two things: either this is some massive setup by the Dark Friends, the Black Aja, by the Forsaken or whatever, or they've really effed up. They screwed up. They left the ring with Egwene. Uh, they screwed up, and they were like, let's have some guards in our dream world, but we're not really going to brief them and let them know what they're doing there and prep them for all the possible contingencies. Like, it's just it's piss poor planning, I think. Mm-hmm. So it, it's either a setup, which is doubtful at this point, or they really effed up. Yeah. Does anyone ever expect like a man wolf though? Always. Yeah. What? How do you on. prep? Like, like there's a guy that could show up and he could turn into a wolf and rip your throat out. Yeah, but you should I, be ready for that, right, dude? I've seen I've seen enough werewolf movies. 
Exactly. Our, our interview shows. So you Hunter, got, you Hunter, you and I had different show. college experiences because I stay ready for that shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Ian sleeps with uh with 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 wooden stakes and silver bullets and everything under his mattress. It's Garlic just, uh, everywhere. Pillow. That's that's yeah, more because yeah. I was you know I come from an Eastern European family, so there's just garlic everywhere. But still, it's yeah. there. But yeah. <laughs> 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 Simple piranhas. Coast Guard movie. Yeah. There you go. Wait, hold so, on. Say that again, Hunter. Semper Paratus. And what is that? Always prepared. But but who says it? The Coast Guard. Okay, you're fired. Next. <laughs> Wait, what? The puddle jumpers. <laughs> they have. I know, I know uh, who they are, but they have one Ashton Kutcher movie, and you're like, man, we love these guys. Nah, Coast man, Guards. come on. I, I I don't care about the well. I do care about the Coast Guard. Thank you for I, your service, Coast Guard members. I do. I do too. That, I do, but no, uh, I do, no, I don't. Uh, and also, if, if if you were a rescue swimmer, it's pretty badass, actually. Right, that's the um, one. If you're a helicopter pilot, if you're a rescue swimmer, true. Uh, um, uh, did do remember remember the uh, guy a few years ago that the drug uh, submarine that was coming up and he came in there and like just started pounding on the some he jumped off of his boat. It was all on camera. Do you remember that video went viral? Do you guys see that? If it said bad. Coast Guard oh, in the label, I didn't look at it. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It was it was like a drug reinforcement uh, Coast Guard down in Columbia, and there's a submarine, and the guy like jumped off the Coast Guard boat and landed on top of the submarine and started just pounding on the like the hatch and got oh, the sure, guy. The Mexican Coast Guard's way more badass. That's pretty oh, this, cool. this is US this was US Coast Guard. Well, also, if you remember, uh, to be fair, in White Squall, they got saved by the Coast Guard when they got too close mm-hmm. to Cuba. Well, who's going to come for him? That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. Noise. Okay. Anyways, right. any, any Coast Guard members or Coast Guard fans out there, um, my jokes don't rep- represent the Will Reeds, uh, but hit me in the DMs because I got more jokes, brother. Or sister, yeah, yeah. No, no, I got no, you. No, no. We'll hit. We'll, we can hit everyone. The chair force. Let's let's go. Let's go for it. Let's no, do this, it. I'm, so, I'm trying so many... to get in space force. Not gonna lie. As soon as there's oh, a job I, I qualify too. for, no. other than like hole painter, I don't want to paint ship holes. Like, man, I, I, got, cool I gotta shit. tell you, the uh, the space force. I'm ready to do some zero gravity surgery, and then like people have you get a bleed. No way you can stop that. It's like all over the spacecraft. You like you finish up, and they're like, "How much blood was there?" It's like we didn't have that much, but it would be everywhere. It would be everywhere. Honestly, <laughs> with with your age, like in your like skill set, you're kind of primed actually to get in the medical field for that. That would yeah. be, that would tell awesome. them space surgery. Tell them. First, I'll make first a, medical I'll make death on Mars. I got you. Uh, yeah. So anyway. Blaine will be there with us. Yeah. So let's get back to the book. So, um, so parents, sees a door. He takes his hammer out and breaks the door open and files there lying on a stone covered in chains. And he goes across to her, touches her face. And it's this nice little moment. She wakes up and, um, and I knew you would and, come parent. Yeah. Hmm. Parent, and, my, my, my blacksmith, my parent vanish. And then she, she fades away. And they start to search again. And that's how we end this this little quick parent scene. I was disappointed. Yeah. My but love. I guess you're supposed to be. Bye. I wasn't, though. Okay. I was not at all disappointed by that. I was like, 
it it was it would have been too easy. Took him a moment to notice that she was unclothed. That's a lie. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. He got rock solid. Yeah. It took me a moment to notice. Okay. Did they specify which hammer he used to? Exactly. All right. All right. So now we switch back to Matt. <laughs> so uh, Matt's fighting one of the high lords of Tyr, uh, Darlin. Is it Cisnara? Cisnero? Um, who is very good with the sword. Um, so we're switching back to there. He's fighting his way through the hallways. Um, but, you know, the hallways are getting kind of jammed up and it's kind of getting hard for them to fight. Um, oh, so, so that's I, where we are. I messed up earlier when I was like, all right, screw like these guards that he's fighting. Let's fast forward. But this this is really where the Matt stuff started getting good. And, and we already kind of touched on it. This is when he's dicing up the lords and, mm-hmm. you know, has his moment of using a wild card move mid form. Right. Taking him out, all that jazz, luckily defending himself. Mm-hmm. Quite luckily. I mean, he, he literally kills a man without thinking yeah. or bashes his head in. So it's like, yeah. One of these situations where Jordan gives you so much detail, but so little detail at the same time. And that's what like speeds. Dude, how many trains do you got coming by? Do you, like, do you live like right next to a train station, or like is there like a like multiple like? <laughs> it's Amtrak, like right there outside. It's either way. It's like, the same train, and he is that long. He's a he's a patron, and he's listening right now. Oh yeah, fuck you, man. Did you hear that triple honk? jerk <laughs> so one of, one of our patrons is fucking with us right now there's a secret chat and they're all laughing like oh got him again <laughs> but no anyway. like where else to go yeah the the way that jordan writes he like creates all this dysfunctionality and he like gives you all this detail very little detail at the same time he draws you in and he makes this long ass chapter feel super short. So I, I appreciate the writing style here. Agreed. Lots of action. You just run through it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then they they finish up um, either knocking or killing all of the, the guys there. And they set off towards the cells. And we finally end this chapter. Great success. <laughs> Yeah. Anything we missed? <laughs> Probably. Just how shitty it must have been to be that guy that was like carefully sneaking up behind Matt. He's like, I'm going to fucking kill these guys. And then he just gets whacked and fucking taken out by like an accidental Three Stooges move. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That was my favorite part of the whole chapter. Yeah. He's like sneaking up. He's like, I got him. Like, they're fucking dead. Uh, he's watching that other High Lord who's a pompous prick and he's like i always hated that dude but i'm gonna be the hero here yeah. i love it matt yeah. ben, matt bends over to be like oh my gosh i got a drop of blood on my shoe and as he bends over like <laughs> the staff just takes out the other guy bam the fucking rake he stepped on the rake and hit him in the face yeah. it was like something <laughs> to be exactly. in loyal yeah, yeah. Go back. thanks loyal go back to sleep no, thanks go if that's all you got, so that's, we know. That's how, that, like I said, that's how we end this chapter. So 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, moving on to chapter 55. What is written in prophecy? Um, and the icon is a dragon. Because, yeah, there's there, there be dragons here. Um, so I'll jump right in. Um, so we start with Ran entering in the, in the heart of stone, um, of the stone, and he sees Kalendor. It's shining bright as, bright as the sun. Ooh, shiny things. It's a shiny thing. <laughs> it's like a beacon, a beacon of hope. Mm-hmm. It's pulsing. Did Rand Rand just uh, waltz in here? By the way, like they make it seem yeah. like he just uh, like saw no one. It was just like you know, well, remember there was a there was a big fucking explosion yeah. that happened somewhere else, and everybody ran that way. So I think Rand pretty much walked in with no problem at all. I think everybody had Rand's description, and they were like, if this guy comes, just pretend like you don't see him. Yeah. I agree with that, Chris, because remember, the trap was supposed to be for him. He was supposed until to the, Until the mosh pit starts, but we'll get there. Well, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah, yeah. I don't think they were expecting <laughs> everybody else. <laughs> and let me tell you something. Moraine did not get consent. Or discuss the type of finger blasting yeah, well, we'll that she would there. give to yeah yeah no, she no, just no so she just gave it he walks so, yeah. in but there's another man there um yeah and he sees Rand uh, and Rand recognizes him from his dreams but the man refused or refers to Rand as Luce Theron and Kinslayer not as Rand so we meet again Luce Theron <laughs> so. Clearly, this is a forsaken wanting Rand to grab mm-hmm. hold of the big throbbing beacon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, wanting him to grip it tight. Mm-hmm. Yep, yank on it mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yes, like there would be like if he did, there'd be some sort of release. Like they would, mm-hmm. there'd be this like Zen moment. Yes, and yeah. all would be right in the world. How do y'all feel about uh, this guy below? Uh, so like he's like, don't you even know my name? Like, uh, I'm Palal. There's like, yeah, and, and, and Rand's like, who? There's yeah, quite yeah. literally some desperation. He wanted revenge. He wanted sweet, sweet yeah. revenge of some sort, and he was completely denied because Rand doesn't have a connection to his past self. Mm-hmm. And, like and the others, like, at least have some link, but Rand just of- seems. And of all the Forsaken, like Rand has heard from stories about Lanfear and Ishmael and and even uh, Samuel and all these other names, but then Balal, like, like I don't know who no. you are. I, mean, I think it's, it's just only, who? It's I think it's great. What it, it's not like there's that many. You know, he's like uh, you're like one of those. I don't know. Yeah. How great it. I mean, it's a perfect moment. Everybody, enjoy, I enjoy it when when the bad guy gives the big introduction, like "I am the blah blah blah, the bringer of darkness and uh, and my name is blank." And then the hero goes, "Wait, who?" 
the fuck? I I was expecting somebody else. I'm not sure yeah. we've yeah. met. I your shoes are really your buckles are shiny on your shoes. I appreciate that. That's they're pretty yeah. slick. But I don't know. I don't know who you are. He takes out his black flaming sword and just starts going to town. Yeah. That has I a will... hair mark on it, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yes. So this oh, is where Alan. I'm surprised because, you know, from the reader perspective, this th- thus far, we're thinking ballsy is like the shit. And even among the forsaken, like it seems that ballsy's like leading the charge of all the bad people, but Rand has diced up ballsy a couple of times. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking all the forsaken should be easy peasy, but Rand seems to have trouble with this guy. So different Forsaken, definitely. Um, so okay, probably different skill sets. Yeah, different I'm skill assuming. sets, right? Right. We I'm we we, we we learned that that Bilal definitely had practiced the sword a lot, and was good with the sword. Apparently, they, he was around mentioned... before the sword was created because he talks to Rand about. Do you remember when these no, human, no, no, humans came up with swords, and we learned it, and then f people up with it? Yeah. Yeah, well, because yeah, beforehand they didn't use swords; they just used the power, and they started using it as a game, like as Hunter was yeah. saying. Like it was just like it was a fun, like fencing. It's like yeah, we'll just play with swords. This be fun. Remember when it was invented and we mastered it? And Rand's yeah. like, uh, "Wait, no, wait, who are you again?" <laughs> I still, I just, it's not ringing a bell. I don't know. Yeah, Alan, no. there's a uh, unknown Robert Jordan like fact that I'm going to take your podcast to the next level with this one. So you know, like uh, Joe Theismann. Like he wanted to win the uh, the Heisman Trophy, so it was Joe Thisman, and he uh, <laughs> wanted to change how people said it. So it's actually huh. Luz Therene, and he really wanted to get a Heron Mark Braid, so he goes by Luz Theron now. Mm. Oh, and, I like it. Yeah, there you it's go. Unknown fact. There's an unknown fact. Yeah. Are we calling Just Canon like, on that? It might. Hundred percent. That's Canon. Okay, now. so lock it in. Put it. Put it in the spreadsheet. Lose just three. like, just like, just like uh, how Calendar was was invented was from from uh, the. It was a colander. It was a colander. Yeah. The bull that's not a bull. The bull that's not a bull. Hey, it's what it is. Yeah. So, like, it just—I think it really hurt his feelings that Rand did not know, recognize who he was, but you know, he made some comments like. You think that Biazamon is like the shit? You think like he's the dark one? You think like he's the one you need to be worried about? You moron! What's yep. that all that about? Dude with fire fries, check this shit out. Watch this. Uh. <laughs> so they have a dance off. Yeah, with the hair um, mark blades. Yeah, a, a disco dance off is losing bad. Yeah. And Rand's outmatched immediately. He realizes that obviously Bilal has a lot more skill than he does. Guys, Rand has a boo boo. Give him some credit. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know. He doesn't know enough weird, like poetic, like uh, you know, the bird in the bushes or the uh, the boar rushes down the hill or whatever. Yeah, the turtle, the, 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 the frog shell. Yeah. Frog slurps a fly. You know. It's, yeah. 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 It's all, so all so. What we're agreeing on here is that Land screwed up and failed mm-hmm. to teach him the appropriate moves. 
No. I mean, if he yeah. if he if he knew the frog slurps the fly, he probably yeah. would have won. Right. Well, listen, <laughs> we're skin, show. skin the knee on the the carpet. Like if he knew that, yeah. one, geez. Yeah. Yeah. Paper cuts the finger. I mean, that's a oh oof. shit. No, oh, hey, oh, man. That's, that's forbidden. Dude, that's dude, that's, listen, that's singer, worse than not the fucking devil. Don't. Yeah, that's worse than finger blasting, bro. Let's we get the creator pissed at all of us. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, creator. Walk in here. He's like, listen, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, and you said yeah. it out loud, Alan. Jesus, at least put it in the sorry, door. Sorry. Ian, I have a distinct memory, 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 memory of uh, you one time. Uh, you right. got a paper cut, and you came oh, yeah. to our house, and you said, "Hunter, I would rather get a bone broken than get a paper cut." And I've never had a bone broken, but uh, how bad do paper cuts hurt to you, Ian? So funny thing so- on that same story. Before you answer that question, I had a a I took um my chiropractor's daughter to her horseback riding lessons and she was talking teaching me how to tack a horse which i already knew how to do but okay i I listened i learned but she's talking about how you don't want to hold the lead a certain way because you could break a bone you rather hold it a different way which if the horse runs you might get a little rope burn and i'm like dude i would much rather break a bone than get rope burn rope burn can suck Mm -hmm. i agree um, yeah, that's I, why when we we go sailing, we wear gloves. Cause, um, um, yeah, I've I've actually been in a sailboat race before where there's so much wind that my gloves actually smoked. Um, oh, yeah, been there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you ever you ever try to grab a sheet that you shouldn't grab that you should just let go because there's thousands of pounds of pressure on it. Many. It, many it looks times. like maybe <laughs> you'll be okay, but then you're not okay. Yeah, no, normally I don't grab sheets. I just let them, you know, go. Just let them go. Let it go. So to answer your question, um, and all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get close. Put the goddamn mic in my mouth and wow. whisper. You are inside so my sexy. brain. I don't want the creator to hear me. Pa- paper cuts are fucking vicious. Are you kidding me, dude? I worked in an administrative gig for a couple of years, like mm-hmm. shuffling paper. This is before we were digital. I cut my shit all the time. How are you supposed to finger blast? Exactly. With a paper cut? Nailed it. supposed to finger blast with a broken bone, dude. Well, oh, you can finger blast. Yeah, you with a can. Bone. Let me tell you, it's. <laughs> <laughs> so. This might be the reason why you're finger blasting. Is I, I normally <laughs> finger bat. I, I finger blast until my bone gets broken. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Hey, hey. hey. Well, why That's did why did half of our listeners just sign off? Like, <laughs> is my Discord yeah, broken? Yeah, yeah. Just, I, I, now, I, it's, I thought, now it's late night. The I thought I thought I thought the I thought the, the downloads could only go up. I didn't realize we can start going down. We're now like they can take it back. <laughs> they're, they're uploading shit. <laughs> take it back. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't mean to download your podcast. <laughs> I want a refund on my free podcast. <laughs> yeah. I pay a dollar a month. Yeah. All right. What book Anyways. are we on? Yeah, so they're fighting. Rand's losing. Um, his side uh, begins to open up, and it's just not looking good for Rand at all. Do you think that um, was like gross? Like, yeah, uh, in that moment. 
Yeah. And, and, and the entire time Bilal's like taunting him, like, just go, go get the sword, go get the sword, go do it, do it. I dare you do it. Double go get double dog dare you do it. You won't do it. And, he and even Rand triple dog. Really- he triple dog dared. He triple dog dared. So like, why did Rand not do that? Cause I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you watch Christmas story and saw the consequences. Right. From a triple dog. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So, and, and then there's other fighting going on in the chamber, but at this point, Rand doesn't even pay attention to any of it because he's just focused so much on this fight because he's getting outmatched. Am, am I the only one that gets annoyed by this? Where there's this gigantic battle, but then like the leader of one faction and the leader of the other faction, they start fighting and it's this long drawn out fight. But all along the way, if you pay attention to the background, like there's people from the other side that just could, they could just go shank and fucking kill them. Like a little to no effort. I feel like that's kind of the picture being painted here. Like they're dancing around and fancy boots this and, you know. Fire Chris, you're you're a big and... you're a big Harry Potter fan, right? I am indeed. Okay, I feel like Bilal did the old Voldemort of like uh, a lot of villains do this. Oh yeah, yeah but mo- you mean they, the they, mo- they monologue? They were... Yeah, like Voldemort could have just Avada Kedavra right away and then been like, exactly, it's like I, I want right to talk you. Yeah, <laughs> like after the dead body Harry Potter that I just step on every few seconds, like. Uh, and that would have been the real uh, villain. Well, you think he would have figured it out in book four when he like comes back to life and Harry escapes. Yeah. Well, no, no, the, the, the Goblet of Fire or whatever. When, now, now we're getting into this. This is now a Harry Potter podcast, guys. Exactly. Um, Do it. Full send. Uh, Goblet of Fire, when he comes back, he should have immediately come back, cool. Avada Kedavra, and then been like, now I'll talk to y'all and say <laughs> Harry Potter was weak. Harry Potter was a piece of shit. Exactly. You don't know shit. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, you got to give Martin his props every now and then. When the bad guy thinks that he doesn't like somebody, he just kills him right off the bat. Just flay yeah. him. Like, get first it done. first. Let's get rid of yeah. this guy. Now let's talk. Uh, you got to do that. But Bilal is just like, we went to battle together. You don't remember me? We were, ba- like, we were buds. Yeah, he sounded like Bilal. he was a little bitch. Like, he was just Got had his feelings hurt that he wasn't remembered, so he wanted to force him to remember him before he killed him and took his yeah. sword from him. So I don't yeah. get it. Wait, and, so and, what's and, his motivation then? And th- I, this is never really answered, but what is his motivation for Rand getting Kalendor? Because he only thinks he Rand can take can initially take Kalendor because there's some type of enchantment on it. The dragon yeah. born must be the one to claim it first, and then you it's, can take it. Just like oh, he, he, he thought he would take it from Rand after Rand already got it. Is that yeah? What so it's basically like a sword in the stone. It's basically a sword in the stone, Altharian type thing. Like only only Rand can pull it off uh, its pedestal, and he thinks, yeah, he thinks he can immediately then kill him and take the sword from yeah. him. And he's just okay, there I'm... by himself. That's stupid. He's stupid. Well, he's a forsaken. He's like yeah. uh, he's. He's for fucking stupid. That's what he he's is. Not a, he's not a he's forsaken. He's like he's the forsaken. And again, like the elder one, you have to defeat. You have to defeat the wizard that owns it before you can take it. Yeah. Oh, that's like that Mandalorian sword too. Yeah. That. Yeah. You, you have to win it in battle. You can't just. It can't just be yeah. given to you. So it's correct. So anyway. so 
Fast forward, and then Jordan says, Bilal, raise his blade of black fire, snarling, Take it! Take Kalidor and defend yourself. Take it, or I will kill you now. If you will not take it, I will slay you. No! And that's not Ran screaming no. I mean, I thought for a second it was. I did, too. I was there with you. But it wasn't. Moraine comes in, full speed. Before that, Ran trips and falls down. And Balal's about to land the killing blow. Yeah, Alan, Rand has been tripping this whole fucking book. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Straight tripping. <laughs> Straight Touché. tripping. Anyway, so yeah, the no comes in and Moraine no! comes in full speed. Finger, no consent. None. She doesn't even ask, do you want the windshield wipers? Do you want the swirl? Do you want the Baja blast? She just lights them up. <laughs> with the Baja blast. I mean, with full, the, with right, the, the full on full finger on. blast. She's no, like on, two, <laughs> two fingers, maybe three. I don't know. Just yeah, lights him up. Exactly. And he's gone. <laughs> the look of Just... like utter like confusion on his face makes you wonder where she learned to use Balefire. Yeah. Yeah. He, he had a moment to be like, oh, no, not this. Well. <laughs> Anything like that. And then she turns to Rand and says, Take Calendar now. It's your birthright. Take it. Um, you know, and right as that's happening, suddenly black lightning shoots through all around Moraine. She screams and is thrown uh to, to now to the ground pretty much by our good friend Ballsy. 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 Bazalzaman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, didn't see this coming because nothing like this happened at the end of Eye of the World or The Great Hunt. Like, yep. you know, because time is linear and not otherwise. Because, yeah, he didn't have to fight Palsy like a bunch of times already. Right. So here we go again. But this time, but this time, Rand, he tells Rand, he's like, I'm done with you. I'm not even going to try to convert you anymore. We're going to just go ahead and kill you. This time, I'm going to take your soul. But also, Rand shoots back with, no, this time I'm going to kill you for real. So they're both for real, for real this time. Yeah, this is for real, for real. Last time it was, last two times or three times or whatever many times. They were doing that chest bump thing where they just flex yeah, their chest like, and like get each other's like, face like, be like, what, yo, what? They're testing each other out. But now now it's for real, for reals. For real. For real. And everybody so, knows it. Yeah. <laughs> and so he starts to actually, like I guess like, Almost like a Dementor smell starts to suck Rand's soul away. Um, mm-hmm. And um, and Rand begins to try to like desperately crawl towards Kalandor as he's um as he's being basically killed by Balsamon. Yeah, well, that's exciting. Yeah. It was. And I mean, I don't think Rand intentionally went towards the sword in the sense that he was going to use it. It was just like reactive. Yeah, but he finally reaches for it. He's able to reach through and get it. And once he touches the sword, good Lord. <laughs> I've got the power, said. power, <laughs> power. The amount of Sidene that he could wield was more than he could ever imagine. And now, just like, you know, they mentioned it, but they never mentioned the taint. Just calendar helps like filter. Is it like really like a colander? Did it like 
stop the taint. I mean, like the first time you taint, you you notice the taint, right? And you're not sure about it. And you're like, well, this is, this is obviously taint. But, you know, if you keep tainting, like after the third, fourth, sixth time, to, I mean, at some point, do you notice it anymore? So is it just that he's had so much experience with the taint that Jordan doesn't write it in because we're like, you know, we're supposed to be used to it by now? Maybe it's the frequency mm. of the tank. Right. Mm. I don't think that's really answered here. But but good point. It wasn't written in there. He didn't bring it up. Yeah. And yeah, so he grabs the sword and craziness. Yeah. Well, Balsamon. And once he grabs the sword, Balsam he faces Balsamon and Balsamon's like, Oh, you got the sword now? Deuces. I'm out. Um uh, <laughs> But he doesn't just run away like as he's running away. This so this is it was it was weird to read. And I've told you all before, I'll read, I'll listen, and then maybe I'll listen again or maybe read again. But I, I try and hit it three times. On the read, I was a little confused. <laughs> on on the listen where I can sit back and just let somebody else tell it to me, it was very cool. Like the all the transitions, because Ballsy wasn't just running away, he was changing reality mm -hmm. like i mean at one point Rand found himself in water he found himself like locked up in stone he found himself so fucking heavy he couldn't move he was in a vacuum where he couldn't breathe just all this craziness and then Rand, without even thinking about it could somehow repair it all fix it all mm -hmm. just fucking yeah. weird as shit yeah, as soon as balls of, so yeah, the whole entire I get the way it explains it is the basically the air folds on itself and balls of on disappears, but Rand suddenly kind of figures it out uh because he's you know has all this power inside of him and realizes I can do it too and steps through physically um after him. Anything somehow you can do, I can do better. Yeah. I can do anything better than you. And we end this point of view. <laughs> That all of a sudden mastery of these skills just always baffles my mind. Did I? Okay, like we see I did it, it first again, with Egwene, and then we see it with Matt, with Rand, and it's like, yo, where did the training to put these things together come from, and how are you that observant, especially Rand? Okay, so, so so Hunter, here's your proud moment. It says, and I'll give the whole paragraph before I'm gonna I'm gonna build this is a build up for your moment. Perfect. For a moment, Rand stared, frowning. There'd been a sense of folding as Beelzeman left, a twisting as if Beelzeman had in some way bent what was, ignoring the men staring at him, ignoring Moraine, crumpled at the column base. Rand reached out through Kalandor and twisted reality to make a door somewhere else. He did not know where, except that it was where Beelzeman had gone. I am the hunter now. <laughs> He's you. All of this, yeah. he channeled everything he knew in order to succeed yeah. here in this moment. He needed to be you. <laughs> exactly. I'm Rand. Uh, Rand is me, and you got it. And the next books, get ready. Um, <laughs> yep. About to go down. Yeah. 
So this is where, like I said, we're in this point of view. So anything we missed from here before we switch back to our good friend, Egwene. Nope. Okay. Let's go to Egwene. So Egwene's back in Teleron Riyadh. Um, she feels the whole entire stone of tear shaking beneath her. Um, and she doesn't know really what caused it. Um, but uh, she hurries through the door into uh, made of iron bars because she can just do things here that she can't do otherwise. She kind of like, warp us through. Um, and uh, she breaks apart the lock uh, with, with you know, weave of earth. And she hurries right into the cells, uh, to, the, to the prison area. And in that moment, she finds that what's happening in one space isn't 100% what's happening in the other. Right. Which is interesting because, you know, it just shows that when they dream, they enter into another world. Right. Yeah. And yeah, she sees Amiko and who's in the waking world, but she's like flickering in and out of existence. Yeah. So the interesting is Bialzaman just traveling in dreams. Mm. Not in time, but in dreams. Sure. It was all a dream. Um, well, hear me out. Like, like, maybe he has the same powers that she does. And that's why he's able to manipulate dreams the same way Lanfear can. Maybe there is still that time component for others, but for them, it's dreams. Telavon Biod. As soon as they go in there, man. Um, But. You know, she has this big shock that she's able to walk through walls, and then she's like, "Oh, but inanimate objects don't do the same thing when I come back to life." And I just imagine if they did, there would be like a Looney Tune, uh, like outline of her in the wall that she walked through. You know, like yeah. she's not surprised by that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, it could have been that it was more. Out is helping us paint a picture of how the two realms exist together. And yeah, it makes sense. It could have been more than just a dream. It, it could have been, I knew that you were out of my league. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> more than just a dream. Anyway, yeah. so, yeah. so um, what does it require can, though? Now we have this new energy source. We have spirit. <laughs> Like that was not well, we really. We knew that discussed. was once. We knew that was. Uh, you talking about one of the element spirit or what? Well, yeah, we got, it was, we've got Captain Planet so far. We got like. Earth, I'm saying, like, is it spirit fire. that allows them to be seen in dreams, or is it an actual life force? Captain Planet. Spirit has to do with the blocking portion to cut people off from the power. But it spirits, also spirits love in Captain Planet. You know, it's everything else. It's the heart. Yeah, uh, yeah. my heart. heart this, sorry, this guy. Yeah. This guy. You're not wrong. <laughs> that's, that's that's what hurts. You're not wrong. Yeah, we're back. To, she ties the sister up and flows. She actually. What did she ever like? Pull the sister in? I think. Yeah, yeah. she started mm-hmm. to cut her off, and there was, there was resistance. So she like was very mm-hmm. forceful with it and did an extra. Yeah, and got her and like. Pulls her into the dream world. She screams, cuts her off. Not fully. But Full, yeah, not fully, but... Yeah, but, enough to be able to cut her off and hold mm-hmm. her still. Right. Yeah, because yeah. she's still against torture. 
Right. And at this point, she when she cuts her off, um, she decides to wake up. So she steps out uh, steps out of Teleron Riyadh and wakes up back in the cell with Elaine and Nynaeve. Uh, Nynaeve says she heard someone scream outside. Uh, Egwene says, that, well, that's Amiko. Um, they should be able to leave now. However, they're still shielded. Yeah, so when she wakes up, Nynaeve is standing there with a full-brim hat and a fishing pole dangling a, do- a, a dollar bill in front of Egwene. And Egwene's trying to get it, but not quite. And Nynaeve's like, almost got it. Mm-hmm. But not quite. Mm-hmm. End scene. Yeah, Matt. End scene. Yeah, so they try to figure this out, and then we switch. We switch characters again. So we're back yeah. to Matt. Yeah, she thinks, uh, let me, she's like, let me hop back in the dreams and let me see if I can fix this. Yeah. And, and, and then she goes, we switch. Yeah. Let me take another nap. Because <laughs> naps, nap, naps fix everything. Yeah. I almost fixed it. Stuff, stuff is still messed up. I don't know what to do. <sighs> Fuck it, I'm going to take a nap. It, it's, you know, it's funny because uh, there, there is a, a guy. I, so I used to um, go to a church that had, you know, we had like adults. I guess Bible study type type group or whatever. And one, one of the guys was just hilarious in the group and he had been married for quite a long time. And someone asked him, was like, you know, what's the secret to successful marriage? And he's like, naps, naps. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was his answer. Naps. I was like, yeah, that's, that sounds good. Yeah. Well, just go to sleep. That fixes everything. Just, yeah. Just sleep it off. Um, but yeah, we switched, we switched back to Matt. Um, so Matt and Julian finally reach the prison cells um, and the stone of tear. Matt sees this young woman just sitting in the bench and looks kind of oddly stiff, like half asleep. Um, Cause Amiko is still tied up in flows of air. Not, and not knowing who it is, Matt just goes, it's like, are, are, are you okay? Like, <laughs> yeah. But then he gets the warning know. from our thief catcher. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's one of the ones. That's an Aes Sedai. That's one of the ones. Yeah. Yeah. So Matt carefully takes the key off of her neck and opens the cell door to rescue the girls. Yay. (laughs) I feel Matt's pain at this moment because (laughs) I can't imagine why, like after everything they've been through, I can't imagine why the girls would resort back to the way they used to talk to Matt, I would feel, I would think they knew they were in a desperate situation. I would think the we door were would about open. to figure it out. Okay. We were about to figure it out. We didn't need you to come in white knight us. We we're going to figure it out. Hunter. I, I love that you're trying to play that card. However, yeah. <laughs> there, yeah. remember yeah, however. out of the three girls, the first plan was that one of them would take a nap. One of them strokes her hair. The other one seem, sings a goddamn lullaby. And when that didn't work, do you know what their next plan was? Ooh, please. For one me. of them to take a nap, a the other one to stroke her hair, and the other one to sing a lullaby. Thank you, <laughs> Matt, <laughs> for showing up. It's <laughs> a good nap. I mean, uh... Have Maybe you ever had one of those naps that like it just it's it's that nap that just it it does the trick, man. I mean, this is here's the thing. We all she just need a nap. We all live through 2020, right? And y'all were around with me in 2020. We're like, you know, we, we'd be playing games in the middle of the day and I'd already be drunk. So you know <laughs> that there were times where I try to solve my problems with a nap and I would wake up and be like, 
shit's still fucked up. I'm going back to sleep. But here's the thing. You know what I learned from that? Sing to me, Nani. Yeah. It, yeah. it solved nothing. I did not solve any of my problems. My workload got bigger. Uh, my relationship issues got worse. Yeah, the con- continuing to sleep didn't fix it. So they should have been very happy to see Matt. Yeah. But, they, like but, they but then they see, but then they, they see crazy. Julian, and they're not happy to see him because they're like, "Why'd you bring this?" They're bitch? like, "Why'd you bring this guy? This guy is a fucking bitch." Um, and <laughs> fuck this dude, fuck this dude. Well, and to be fair, they were apprehensive. Yeah, uh, obviously, and because they had been betrayed by him. Um, but then he explained that it was Leandra's doing that, basically was um, forced. That was to save his grace. Because they already hate Leandrin. Mm-hmm. The chick with the blonde curls, she she just looked at me with her eyes, and I, I couldn't help it. Mm-hmm. Not my fault. Did I'd like to say I have not been a victim of that before, but truth is, yeah. Evil woman. I've, I've been... I've been convinced to do some ridiculous Evil shit. Woman. So is Leandrin yeah, going to be black? Black Aja? Like, or like, black Aja. Or like, skin, or like skin tone. Are like you talking long, about in the show? Yeah, like long, multicolored braids. Oh, no, no. She's she's already been cast. Oh. Uh, Leandrin's Kate Fleetwood. Uh, I, thought blonde, I, don't I thought she had blonde curls. Yeah, she had blonde what? curls. Oh, which one had the multicolor braids? No, no, she's hun- no. It's honey color, honey color braids. Honey yeah. color, honey color. Okay. That's blonde. What's honey? Blonde, yeah. yeah, that's blonde. I wanted to have multicolor. I thought there was one that has multicolor in her hair. I'm a few. Yeah, Kate, Kate, Kate Fleetwood is. Uh... Ew! I just googled her, and okay, I, I said ew. You know, beautiful woman, but man, when you think about her in terms of being evil, Black Asha. Yeah, good casting. Yeah, I mean, so they're not doing. Apparently, they're not doing um, like any agelessness, like which I agree with. Like, don't don't try and bust your CGI budget into like I don't know airbrushing everyone's face, which is also fucked up in its own regard to do that uh, to actresses that are beautiful in their own right. But I mean, like, so now they are going to change the um, the casting to be like. I don't know. I, I, I worry that it's going to be like, she's evil and we cast her and she looks evil. I want the, I want something to look like the most the most innocent Taylor Swift looking motherfucker you can find. And it's like, oh, <laughs> and I'm going to fuck you up. Yeah. Well, yeah. She's, don't get me wrong. She still has the pretty thing going on. Very beautiful woman. But I'm just scrolling through all these different pictures and roles that she's done and she can definitely pull off the you should not like me. I have an evil look about myself kind of face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, so yeah. So um, at this point, they all leave the cell. Nynaeve swings uh, a fist at M- uh, Amiko because that's um, Nynaeve's pissed. <laughs> Knocking her right off the bench. Um, Meanwhile, and... Matt's still like, the fuck, what the fuck you doing? What yeah, the she's fuck's defenseless. going on? <laughs> Can we just get out of here? Like, what is, what are you all doing? Yeah. And, and that one, one, two, one, KO. 
Yeah, and Matt wants to leave the stone like right now. He's like, let's get out of here. And Egwene, Nynaeve, and Elaine are like, no, we can't leave. We are still hunting. We still have our job. Yeah, but as they're explaining this to him, don't they also like he he gives a WTF and don't they also like air fuck him? Like what's what's do we have a term for that yet? Mm, I'm not jumping ahead no. again, am I? I, I I apologize to listeners. I know y'all are rolling your eyes that I'm jumping ahead, but like this back and forth shit of different scenes, Jordan's got me messed up. Yeah. But he, but they do. They they wrap him up in air and lift him up. Don't they? Uh, are you talking about Matt? Yeah. 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 Yeah, they do cuz he's like, "Oh, great. Uh I'm getting uh I, like I'm I'm not away from the power now. Like I thought I was away. I forgot you guys could channel too." Yeah. Yeah, that's again, that just adds to the Hey guys, I'm here to rescue you. And he gets all messed up. Like these, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just some appreciation. Ten I mean, demerits for each one of these ladies at this point. You no, know, he deserves he deserves a kiss from all of them, like he said at the beginning of the chapters. Exactly. I I want Nynaeve two to come kiss me right now. I saved you. I yeah. Saved so you. look, here's the thing, uh, ladies. I hate to burst your bubble, but we don't we don't always need a kiss. Sometimes a head nod with a, a wink, like a, yeah, bro, thanks. Like, you don't even mm-hmm. have to say the thanks, but give the head nod like, I recognize you just did a good thing for me, bonk. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes yeah. that is enough. He got the it's opposite of that. Completely unappreciative. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and then we switch characters again, because that's what we're doing at the end of the books, is we're just jumping from character to character. So, we got a parent. And Perrin's with Hopper. They're still looking for Fael. Um, and Perrin now almost rescued her twice. Uh, but she fades away each time. And finally, he finds these big bronze doors. And he takes his hammer out and just breaks it open. And he finds a falcon chained to a perch in the middle of the room. Um, but as he moves, uh, Fael, uh, t- towards towards the falcon, Fael... But suddenly is attacked by talons of more falcons all attacking up in every direction. <laughs> that was really well um, done. It reminded me of the keys from Chamber of Secrets. Anyway. Yeah. Even it's though true. it's technically first. Has has anybody yeah. here been attacked by a bird before? Yes. No. Yeah, my brother Brian's uh went for my eyes. Really? Oh yeah, no, that yeah, bird. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. yeah, that bird's mean. My Super brother has mean. a parrot. That's that's mean. I had a parrot too. Um um that was Kiwi. What's what was her name? Um but yeah, um she was she was feisty and attacked as well. Yeah. I've I've been but attacked are... by a bird uh one at a time and it was terrifying. Mm-hmm. I was in San Francisco, this was a few years ago, and I went for a run. And I guess I ran close to some bird's nest and I was running, I wasn't paying attention to a bird. And all of a sudden I felt something like brush against my, my hair. And as I was running, like, and then it hit, it, it hit harder on my head, like a thud. And then it went away. I was like, is something falling on me? I looked around and there's just bird hovering over and it just keeps on, like dive bombing me. <laughs> like, I was like, I was like, I don't know what to do, whether swing at it or just run faster or. <laughs> Yeah, like they're they're small enough, you should be able to take them. But their ability to fly really gives them a fucking advantage, and and the and the cawing is terrifying. 
Yeah, it's it's super what, scary. Were you at the regatta? It was in Deep Creek, and I think it was college years. So Ben would have been sailing ODU, and we were at the Christopher Newport University. When Ben the hit the Osprey nest? Yep. He tapped, yep. and his mast tapped a piling, and at the tap, top of the piling, there was an Osprey nest. And apparently there was youngins in there. So for the rest of, not just the rest of the race, the rest of the the day, day. Ben would leave the water, come back. But that Osprey knew it was him and he got dive bombed the rest of the day. Yeah. That was fucking amazing. (laughs) That's hilarious. Ospreys are not small. They're big birds. They're like eagles. Yeah. 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 And just picked them out. And just the entire day, just but still coming at him. Still one bird, and yeah. parents getting diced up, like by, by Alfred hundreds. Hitchcock style. Yeah, by all of the birds. By all. Of them. Yep. So yeah, um, and then you know he finally is able to um, get to Fail, and he wakes up, and he's back in the inn. Um, outside the stone and Fayil is kneeling over him, wiping the blood off his face. Well, and he sees. So Chris earlier when uh Perrin first tried to free her and she disappeared. And I mentioned my first reaction was, okay, this is dumb. Like that was my honest reaction at the time. I think I came around more to what you were saying at this point, And I was realizing, okay, Jordan's trying to paint a picture of, where parents mindset is. And it's definitely a transition between his frustration with Fail and everything to not just being accepting of, but showing, you know, love for willing willingness to sacrifice himself. Like that's what this journey has been. Yeah. He's been telling his buddy along the way, be like, Hopper, look, your job is to find her. I don't care how many times I do this, you find her. And even Hopper's telling him along the way, be like, bro, you are too deep in this. Like you're about to lose connection with your actual physical body. And parents like, no bro, find her again, finds her again. And then gets in this scenario where he's getting diced up and he just keeps going. So at this point, I'm starting to feel what you were saying of, okay, I get it now. Like Mm -hmm. we're, we're supposed to be seeing this connection now and, and this depth to, to parent and, the the certain what it is that he's willing to sacrifice himself for, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And sure. yeah, but then he wakes up and Fayil's taking care of him, and the hedgehog is broken in half, <laughs> and they're free. He wakes up with a man cold. Yeah. <laughs> Fayil is saved, and they got out. And then we switched to Rand. So uh, Rand's running through the heart of stone, chasing Balsamon. Balsamon tries to bail fire him, but Rand holds up Kalendor and is able to like, like divert bail fire around him. Does all sorts of crazy stuff. That's just insane. Like this whole entire scene's insane. Um, and Rand keeps on trying to hunt Balsamon through all this, like through hallways and just keeps on, you know, tracking him down. So kind of this intense scene. Um, because there's also Mergel and Trollocs that are leaping out of everywhere in thin air, like just coming out of the walls and the ceilings and just everywhere. It's just this kind of mayhem. 
But what more can you expect? You got people going in and out of different dimensions. You got people in one spot seeing people in another spot. You got all these things happening. I mean, Jordan did that on purpose, and then he tied it all together in like a chapter and a quarter. Right. He's brilliant. What do y'all? What do y'all think happened uh, when they he folded the space on himself? Well, that's just that we keep thinking time, and it's like he went into the dreamscape because he was seen there by Egwene. And Tam wasn't even there, you know. You know, if it's time well, that's travel. Tam travels through time. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Exactly. So he wasn't in time then. He was in a dream. Mm. More than so, just a dream. Or, but, so but, now it's like, do they travel <laughs> through time and dreams? Or do they travel through just dreams? Or We know as far as people mm. and organic matter, like it's, you know, they're, they're still pretty solidly connected. So, yeah. I guess, I don't know. Okay, great question. Where's Tam? What's he doing? Is he just yeah. watching? Is, he, is this like the point where you got to let little squirt just figured out himself yeah. and tam sees it unfolding he's like tam. i mean because reality all he's around like, rand is like figured out yeah at this point it. reality around rand is like shifting like crazy like things are just going everywhere but he manages just to fix everything and like balance you know using the power restore everything back to balance um and finally gets back to the heart of the stone and Rand sees the black cords like he did in book one, running from Balsamon into blackness. And Rand's like, nope, seen this before. Cuts those cords. <laughs> Just like he did with the Agonor. Snip, snip. Um, yep. Uh, Balsamon convulses. And um, yeah, um, he's dwindling and growing larger at the same time, which I thought was interesting. Why, as if there's why, like, as if there's two of them. What's interesting about that to you, Alan? How do you get smaller and get bigger at the same time? Like, I, I, what is that? What does that <laughs> mean? You ever see the movie it Flubber? Happens. <laughs> uh, yeah. So finally, after all this, Rand plunges Kalendor into Bosmon's chest. Bosmon screams and shouts. Um, and yells, the fool, the great Lord can never be defeated. And Rand pulls calendar free and Balsamon's body falls. Got him. And yep. Got him. And the dark one's defeated. It's the end. Yeah. That's uh, the end. That's, that's, that's the end. Yeah, yeah, Prophecy fulfilled in the book right yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, end of the whole series that yeah, we're done. Um, so yeah, Hunter, but- I, I don't mean to be disrespectful because I know you're a full on adult now. I have to recognize that when you know I do the age thing, but it, it just okay. I'm still... Okay, well, you're now that now that you're six years older than me, it doesn't seem like that much. Anymore. It's not that big I'm a deal just... now. However, yeah. when when you drop some solid sarcasm, I'm still super proud of you. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, just know that I knew it was sarcasm when you used it, but I was proud. It was good. Yeah, I mean, okay. Ian's, Ian's last memory of Hunter was uh, throwing him in front of a incoming uh, full player as a as a block. Oh yeah, I used him as a you blocker. Know? Yeah, ah, yeah. That was a long. Ian, I promise. Ian, I promise. I can now cut you open and put you back together, and you'll wake up none the wiser. I would uh, trust you to do so. You gotta uh-huh. give me some of that uh, good. Uh, what is that? So I've I've I've. Uh, had a colonoscopy and they gave me that that white 
No, but Propofol? it's the, the the white stuff they pump into you. Propofol. Propofol. Bro, Propofol. She would she was like count to whatever. And I was like, you know, be me being competitive. Yeah. I was like, what's the highest anybody's counted to? And she's like, I had somebody count to 12 once. And I'm like, I'm gonna count to 20. And I said, one, two, bam. And I was passed the fuck out. Uh, and then I, I looked a- I woke up and I was like three, four, and she was like, <sighs> "It's it's over, it's done, it's it's been a half an hour." It, it I think I went. To, I think I think I got to war. <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> Bro, I was thing, gone. The funny thing about profile, and I'm proud of you guys. Uh, you got to step your drinking game up because um, the more of an alcoholic you are, the less profile works. So if you oh uh, shit. Challenge oh, accepted. Yeah. <laughs> done and done. I'm, a, I'm about to schedule a colonoscopy yeah. for no yeah. fucking they reason. Like, yeah. They were like, this guy made it to five. 2020 has me ready for this shit, literally. Oh, my God. Uh, let's like, let's go in. Let's see. Five. Give him some more. When, when they pull out the other syringe, everyone in the room, you won't remember any of this because it has what we call um, retrograde amnesia. Because yeah. like, like, uh, you'll forget everything that you did after... So you might have counted to like six. You don't know. Um, no clue. But uh, but everyone would look at each other and be like, "Why isn't he fucking asleep yet?" Like, uh, <laughs> like push more. Uh, keep pushing it. Fuck. More. So if you if you get a random phone call and they're like, uh, "Are you referring him here for a colonoscopy?" <laughs> Wait, who's who's he? It's uh Ian Harris. But oh yeah, uh yeah, sure. Yeah, Just... I'll, tell him, I'll tell him on my most recent rectal exam. I felt something. <laughs> Give him a double dose. (laughs) Let me know what he counts to. (laughs) We got a wager. (laughs) Good stuff. So yeah, so suddenly Rand is no longer in this weird world that he was in. Dream world, whatever you want to call it. Um, And he's back in the Heart of Stone. Surrounded once more by everyone fighting. Uh, Moraine is lying on the floor unconscious. And um, and Rand... at Rand's feet lies the body of Bosman dead. And Rand thinks to himself at this point, yeah, I finally have killed Shaitan. Uh, I've won the last battle. End of series. We're done. No more books. No more books. I've I've done it. And he has this one moment where he looks around, everyone's still fighting, and he raises up Kalindor and delivers the line that, you know, tells everybody to stop. I am Randall Thor. I am the Dragon Reborn. And everyone immediately stops fighting and drops their knees. His name is Robert Paulson. His name was Robert Paulson. <laughs> Robert Paulson. <laughs> His name was Robert Paulson. Yeah, That's they great. started the, the dragon Althor. Like his name is Robert. Yeah. Yeah. God, that's all I thought whenever they did that. But both defenders and Aiel alike both stop immediately and kneel. Yep. I mean, I guess, I mean, what else? How, how else were you going to wrap this up? Just like yeah. the corpse, just like the corpses earlier in the book, kneel before me. Mm-hmm. Again, you go to these movies where you have giant army versus giant army, and they're battling it out, and who knows who might win? But the two people in charge who are duking it out that nobody can touch, and then one of them wins, and then it's over. Like, <laughs> I kind of feel like if my number one dies and i'm the number two i'm gonna turn to my people and be like broskies let's keep effing them up we can win this one yeah well it doesn't help if you establish number two isn't really alive yeah i mean i guess 
And who does number but, two but, work but, for? But, but both sides were like, we're going to support the Dragon Reborn. But then, like, uh, who the fuck is the Dragon Reborn? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And this is how we end this chapter. So anything we missed from this or anything else that? I don't know. I don't know where I am. <laughs> we're, about, we're about to move into the final chapter, which is not a long one. So All right. let's go. Full send. All right. Let's, let's go right into it. So chapter 56, People of the Dragon and the Wheel of Time symbol. The final, final chapter. chapter. The, the final chapter. And we start final with the narrator. chapter. Da-da-da. Yeah. And we start with a narrator point of view, not not anybody else's, just about how the people of Tyr, you know, woke up the next day and all had dreams of the Dragon Reborn fighting Balzaman and and now they go outside and realize that above the center of Tyr now flies the 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 banner of the dragon. And people have heard of the proclaiming of Randall Thor as the Dragon Reborn. I mean they're and then we, crying it in the streets. Yeah, everyone in the streets is, yeah, they, they've all heard the dragons here now. And then we switch to Matt's point of view. So uh, that's just a little short blip to start. And Matt's in the room with Rourke, Moraine, Egwene, Nynaeve, Elaine. Everyone's there. Um, and, you know, he, he's Matt's just kind of like soaking it all in, thinking about what just happened. And um, but while Rourke's over there just reading a book, and Matt even thinks it's funny, he's like, Thiel can read? That that's so weird. <laughs> like, I thought they were savage. <laughs> reading a book? What? Is he just staring? Is he faking us out? Like he's just staring at the book, acting like he's reading. Uh, it's like when you asked me to do this podcast, and I was like, "What's it about?" You were like, "A book." I was like, "Just one book," and you were like, "A lot of books." And I'm like, "Wait, <laughs> you not only read a book, but you read a lot of books." <laughs> okay, let's see how this goes. Yeah, yeah. C spot so, run. Oh, no. I mean, the, the first book, I thought admittedly Robert Jordan said he wanted to make like a Lord of the Rings that was believable, like a, that a uh, what that, that the guy that the, the main character would be thrust into, you know, you know, the fantasy world and he would treat it like he expected someone would actually treat it. And then like the first book really follows, I mean, almost too much so uh arguably the fellowship of the ring second book starts deviating but i mean it's not Minas Tirith it's Tama or Falma uh but i mean there's a big battle uh but then the third book is like and then and at the end i'm going to give my reasons why the dragon reborn is the best book in the series but it's, it it finally becomes its own thing you know uh, I, I, I would i would argue book four is the best but that's well well okay i'm by best there's a lot of okay i would argue that book 14 is the best but uh oh, well i put this number two but yeah but but, but, but who does number two uh, work for yeah but, who number two work uh, for? for me isn't like the most awesome stuff happens my book uh, my argument is more the most the book series becomes something more than what it was. You know, uh, yeah. it's, it suddenly became like the world blew up. It became like, uh, you know, this, it became Samwise Gamgee saying this is the furthest I've ever stepped away from, you know, uh, the Shire to. Have uh, you seen that cut on YouTube, by the way? No, no. 
So there's actually someone that went through the Fellowship of the Ring movie, and they took that clip where Samwise Ganges is saying, this is the furthest step I've ever taken away from home. And every step he takes the entire movie, they cut back to that clip. It's oh like God. eight hours. It's eight hours long. <laughs> and like, wow. literally like, and like, in like fight scenes when like he's running, like it, like it'll like be flashes and cuts back flashes and cuts back. Oh flashes. man. I know that Lord of the Rings nerds are, are nerdy enough that I'm sure that when he took a step back towards the Shire, they didn't cut it. When he took a step away from the shower, I'm sure they did. I mean, I'm sure it was that nerdy of like. Oh, uh, it was that nerdy. It's it's yeah, it's, wow. It, it's it's one of those things where you watch it and it's funny the first couple times it happens, and then it gets like you know those jokes that like okay, it's not funny anymore, and then it gets funny again. It's, it, like, it's like when you're driving around a traffic circle, and you don't take your exit, you just keep driving, and you go around the circle, and everybody else in the car is like ha ha ha, and then you do it again, and they're like ha ha ha, then you do it a third time, and they're like no bro, I'm getting sick. And then you keep going. And then, and and then by the really... 57th time, you're like, it's funny now, isn't it? Right. <laughs> you keep going until they start laughing again. And then <laughs> you have to be committed, no, it's... though. Because you went from funny to like, okay, it's stupid to like, this is ridiculous. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm generally committed enough to keep going. That's... I'm glad, Ian, uh, me and you are on the same page on that one. Uh the first time my wife ever came to visit my family, there's that roundabout at CNU. Yes. And she was following my car, and I just kept going around the roundabout about like 15 times until she called my phone. And she's like, What the fuck are you doing? And I was like, I don't know. Yes. I don't know where I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah. Just driving around. So, anyway, so let's go back to the story. So they're sitting around the table. Uh, Nynaeve asks Moraine about Perrin. Moraine replies that last she knew Perrin's alive and well. Um, he's okay. Um, he's been through a lot, uh, you know, but but uh, he's with he's with Fael and, every, and he rescued her. She didn't say Fael. What was the actual word that she said? Uh, companion. He rescued his companion. His companion. Mm-hmm. I was like, there's a lot into that one word. Hmm. I was like, what do you mean by companion? Is this like a thing now? Do we know that this is a thing now? Or by companion, do you mean travel buddy? But she traveled with you too. So why is it his companion and not y'all's companion? So there was that. Uh, And Moraine, yeah. And you ask more about this. And Moraine's just like, it's not important right now. I got to show you something. And she pulls out one of the seals. This one is unbroken. So we've had... Broken seals. We had the unbroken seal, I guess, in Falma as well. So every book ends with a seal <laughs> so far. But uh, in the either world, it had a um, broken seal. And then we had uh, the seal that Padden Fane delivered. Or was it Padden Fane? Oh, no, it was Bell Doman had the seal yeah, on his Bell boat. Doman. And they got that that seal. Now this is a third seal, unbroken. Y'all, uh, to the Dark to, Prison. y'all been to a smoke shop before, right? Yeah. I just imagine the seals are these like yin yang like little coasters, uh, and like she throws down like three of them, and she's like, two of these are broken, and they're like, and Egwene's like, well, one of them's not, it doesn't matter, it's fine. Yeah, uh, one's so it's good. Serious. We're, good. We're still good. It's serious. Yeah, my my yin yang smoke shop coasters are broken. That's a big deal, bro. Yeah. And, and Matt here just breaks in. It's like, how can this all be? The stone of tears fallen. 
the prophecy of the dragons say that you know that once the, the stone falls, that the people of Dragon will will arrive. So what are like? Are, are we the people? It's like, are we are, are, we the, yeah. are, are, are are we the people? And we, you know, the and land of the United States, in order to form a more yeah. perfect union. And then this is where this is where Roark kind of chimes in. It's like, um, actually, um, the na- ancient name for the Aiel for the Aiel is the people of the dragon. That's who we are. We are the people of the dragon. <laughs> Actually, that is, yeah, he check, said, check out the sweet ink right here. Exactly. Yeah, he was, yeah that's what it He said, check out my tap, bro. And Moraine is <laughs> like, <laughs> Moraine rolls her eyes and goes, yeah, they're kind of like the dragon peoples. No, I mean, like that he pulls out his arm and he's like, I've got this sweet red and yellow. He's like, look at the flags. It's a fucking dragon. Who do you think I am? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's totally like more than just like a. Excuse me, by the way, we're the people of Dragon. He's more like slaps his art down and he's like, Look at this. This is a real deal. This This is what we do. Did you get branded? Are you part of the frat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Show it to me. I don't know what the woman gets branded with. They won't tell me, but we get branded with this. I mean, I I do have the anvil tramp stamp on my lower back, but that's a different episode. Yeah, that's all. Well, Perrin pounds that. Right. That's you gotta know where to pound it. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite parts of this book, man. Take uh, it to downtown. That parent scene just going to the fucking blacksmith. That was good. Yeah. We I think we all enjoyed that. As ridiculous as our last episode was going over that, when we all got to that scene, everybody had very good vibes about it. We're, yeah, we're it's just very, such you know, like uh you know, you gotta have hobbies. You got to go just sometimes pound that metal down. Yeah. yeah. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, at this point, they switch back to the girls and, you know, Matt's satisfied that the prop- about the prophecies and, the, and uh, but they said that, you know, the Forsaken's still loose. Nynaeve adds that, you know, the Black Odds are still at large. We still need to hunt them. Uh, but that's like, yeah, the hardest part's done. The stone's fallen. The people, the dragon, Rana's Calendor, and Shaitan's dead. And um, yeah, as soon as Matt's, name. yeah, as soon Don't as Matt's his name, name. <laughs> Moraine's like snaps him. He's like, shut up. He's not dead. And Rand's like, no. He's like, what are you talking about? Rand killed, killed him. Like, he's right there. He's like, you think you'd have a human body? Like, really? Like, this guy's supposed to be like the devil himself, like a god almost. Like, It'd just be a human body there. Plus, we still have seals. There's still yeah. seals. It, it, it's not him. My posters from the smoke <laughs> shop are still here, so don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, what yeah. So, point, I, I know you guys had called it a while ago that Balsamon was not Chaitan, but. Yeah, yeah. He's only um, killed three times, right? Like, yeah, in every exactly. book ends with. Uh... So, yeah, Chaitan he's, he's, could be easy. If if Ballsy went down so easy, yeah, but you know, Rand is, is is kind of convinced that he's killed the Dark One at this point, but <laughs> um, but they all pretty much know that that's not true. <laughs> I I hope when when they do it on the big screen, it's it's not just Rand being naive, thinking that he killed Shaitan, but kind of out of desperation for just wanting it to be done, you know? Yeah. And I think it was, yeah, it was Egwene who mentions that she saw an old book from Varen 
um, that mentions that Balzaman and Ishmael together and that Balzaman might have been Ishmael. And Moran agrees with that. That was, no, she saw, um, I guess Varen was reading Moby Dick. Oh, okay. Call me Ishmael. Call me oh, Ishmael. hey, wait a minute. <clears throat> yeah. So at least nine of the 13 Forsaken are still alive, though. So she reminds them of that. And that three of the seven seals are broken. So we only know well, that four. Well, why, why are we so sure that four of the Forsaken are dead? Well, okay, Algonor. Yeah, but, 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 you know, we're talking about the, the devil. You know, like, uh, <laughs> So, well, I mean, so, so, I so, what we know so far so Balsamon got stabbed so many times now. I mean, he's gotten like literally, but his just... body's there dead on the floor. We got okay. Malal, they got bail fired. We got Agnor and Bafamal. Uh, Bafamal got, eat, got, eat, got eaten by the green just man. Cause you're, just because your fire's brighter. I mean, like, uh, I got super <laughs> white fire. Uh, I mean, like, Balsamon keeps coming back. Yeah. So okay. to to be fair, we've discussed what we think finger blasting does, but what we, do still, you, wait, wait, I, we still I, I don't, don't know for this. sure. What do you think finger blasting does? Well, so even the first time we saw it in the description that Jordan gave, it was he he was hinting that what got hit by it was just erased from existence. But because okay, maybe you know more than I think you know. Okay. Yeah, but okay. So, are we erased from existence just in this flicker that we're existing in, or is it across like all mirror worlds, all possible existence? You've just been removed from the timeline. Do you get zapped to somewhere else? Like maybe that's maybe that's why Celine was stuck in that mirror world. I'm just playing Shaikan's advocate right now. I've I've read the whole series multiple times. I've read the series multiple times. I'm just trying to let you know everything you might think you know, you don't know. Oh, Uh, yeah. Trust trust me. I know know that. Yeah. You know nothing, John Exactly. So uh, at this point, also, uh, Matt notices that Egwene, Elaine, and Nynaeve are super determined to keep fighting the Black Aja, and he thinks to himself that, you know, he's not trying to save them again, like, (laughs) that they're in over their heads. Um, And right as they're going through this, uh, the door opens up, and a beautiful woman walks into the room. Yeah, you can have have your Selene. I got Marilyn. Marilyn. Yeah, yeah, the first of my ample, ample bosom. But Celine, we lose Celine and I could be together in in reality when we're awake, and she's also the master of the dream world. So even even when I'm sleeping, mm. I still get some land fear. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and land fear gets me. Sheesh. I get a double dose, bro. Yeah, double down on that. But yeah, so she comes and delivers a letter. Um, and she doesn't know why. And she doesn't know why. It's, she doesn't even know why really she's there. It's really beneath her to deliver shit. Yeah, yeah. And she has no idea why. Um, but yeah, she's she then gives a little smirk at Rourke, um, because he's the leader of the Aiel men, and yeah, she is a little flirty thing. And but as awesome as Rourke is, she offers him like second or third dinner. He doesn't yeah. even get first dinner options. 
Mm-hmm. That that's that's for who is it? Rand gets first interruption. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think Rand was first first dibs on Rand. First dibs. Yeah. Um, and then she tells yeah she tells Moraine that yeah she'll want to dine with Rand tonight. Um, Moraine then takes the letter and reads it out loud, and it's a letter from 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 your girl, Lanfear. My girl. Saying, Hey, yeah, babe. saying Luce Theron was mine. He is mine. He will be mine forever. I give him in your charge to keep him until I come. And wait until until when? Until I come. Giggity. Um. <laughs> first of all, love you, babe. I'm gonna hang out with my peeps until uh, you shoot me a text that says you're ready to hang out, and uh, I'm heading your way. Yeah. So, Hunter, what you're saying is. If she invited you to fourth dinner, you'd hang around for a few days and go to the fourth dinner? Are you talking about Bearline? Yeah. Dude, I'd hang around for fifth, sixth, seventh. I mean, really? Bruh. Hmm. Okay. I mean, uh, don't be wrong. You're going to get to know Bearline uh, in the future, and you're going to get to make your own decisions about Bearline. Okay. Um, and. I'm going to hold you to uh, reserve your opinions of Berylane until the whole series is done. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I mean, all that's left is, uh, let's see. Yeah. I mean, uh, we have a few. Yeah. We, we, Lanfear. So all we have now is just. Some more. His name's Robert Paulson's. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah. Matt, there's, Matt there's, thinking there's about method, Tom. They, that's There's Matt. Right. That's like, if Tom can come with me, uh, we're going to fuck off real quick. And uh, we'll tell him we're going to be the heroes. But all I want to do is go gamble in a few more taverns. And here comes the train again. It's the eye yield. They're running through. They are. Oh, they're oh, deucing out. So, all the people talking about, they're going to move on and get more revenge and deuce people up. And then Matt's like, the fuck? I don't want to do this. Y'all are crazy. You're going to chase Forsaken. and." Black Asha, let me go find Tom, and let's we're gonna go do our shit. Mm-hmm. End scene. Yeah, but Marine also uh, reminds Matt that he is the sound of the horn, no less. Right, he's um, he's got a role to play for sure. He's got a role. Yeah. To play. Well, uh, I'm I'm gonna defend my my thoughts on the Dragon Reborn is the best book in the series. Um, while I still have time. Before, so before we get there, we have to just finish out that the, the final chapter ends with the people outside screaming or yelling out, Dragon of Thor, the Dragon of Thor, the Dragon of Thor. His, his name is Robert Paulson. Yeah. Yeah. And now, go, defend. Okay, number one, the prologue isn't uh, a thousand pages long. Number two, it has my uh, most anticipated TV show reenactment uh, time. Which Ian, can you guess what my most anticipated scene is? Uh, of all the books or just this book? Um, actually probably of all the books, mostly because it's gonna be such an easy scene to film. Um, but I love it so much. I mean I'm gonna have to say Green Man deucing up one of the Forsaken. No, it's hungover Matt just fucking uh bodying Galad and Gawain just like uh he just is like okay listen you little fucks uh I'm gonna take this little piece of wood and I'm gonna and they're like we're the best fucking fighters there's ever been 
you can't you can't match us. And then he just bodies both of them, and he's like, "Okay, well, take that gold crown then." That's uh, a very solid mat scene. Very yeah, solid. and 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 that scene is going to be on TV. I mean, just in my head. I know you have a lot of books to go. A lot of the other like stuff won't play on TV, but that one where it's this guy that's just like, I just got healed from death's bed. I'm going to fuck you up. Uh, I see that one just playing real well. And then finally, uh, this is the book where Rand becomes the dragon. Like, uh, honestly, he's not in this book, and Rand is a whiny piece of shit at this point. Yes. And... And he kind of sucks, but um, I mean it in that uh, you heard about Loghain Albar, you heard about um, Mazarim Taim, you heard about these people who were like false dragons. Um, I, and I don't think I'm spoiling anything. I think the pattern was spitting out, quote unquote, dragons or people that could fulfill the prophecy. But like Rand was the first one that like accidentally his hand convulsed on the sword, and all of a sudden it's like this dude's our man. He's a dragon. Uh, he was. I don't. I don't feel like he was a dragon until he like fulfilled a prophecy. I feel like a lot yeah. of people were like, "He is the dragon. He is," and it's like, "Nope, he's not." But I, I feel like this is like the book where, although other books might be like more action happens or more stuff happens. This is this is the book on rereads and stuff where everything just opens up and it becomes the Wheel of Time. It becomes uh, the series I love. And that's why this is my favorite uh, book. Cool. Yeah. Well, that's a good perspective. Uh, well, that makes me lot. excited to move forward. Yeah, you've got plenty more to go. Don't worry. The next book is wild. Um, yes. Don't get me wrong. Uh, right, enjoy hold on. enjoy reading it two chapters at a time. But um, anything we so final thoughts. I mean, we just finished up this book. Final thoughts about it. I mean, we'll probably do a whole book review on it, like we do normally for Patreons. But any final thoughts? Any where do you where do you think where do you think we're going from here? I know there's a lot of different directions we can go. <laughs> so I think. I Hit personally it. am equally as confused now as I was when I started the book in the sense that we still don't have any real answers. I mean, we've got a whole bunch of new players popping up at the end of a book and that's all we've been left with is a bunch of questions. Like Rand has finally accepted the fact that he is the dragon reborn so now maybe we'll find out more about his heritage. That would be great. Okay. Like I, I would love to go on a trip to the Aiel land, maybe have him go on his special walk and figure out who he is and you know, that's some you know. Okay. I would love for that to be a thing. Okay. Um I would love for parent to embrace the wolf and also the 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 bird ladies in his life and you know i I would love for him to go find our friend from way back when uh his name just left my mind that quick which one 
the the old the, oh, the Elias. 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 Thank oh, Elias. you. I'd like for him to go hunt Elias down and like learn to use his newfound powers properly. I feel like Matt definitely needs to explore the history of the Venethrin a little bit more and maybe return to the White Tower and find out okay. the importance of the use of the horn. Um, we know our, our our lady friends are all returning to the tower so they can, you know, get a better grasp on their powers and then, you know, maybe study the Sa and Ta Angreal a little bit better so that they can help Rand manipulate uh, Kalendor a little bit better and then also they can understand... Um, what the different Sangreal are or Tangreal are that they have in their possession. Um, okay. And also, we're going to, of course, see them start hunting down the rest of the 13, the the um, the black, and of course, find out that there's more than just that. And then we're going to see Sean Chen pop back up eventually. Okay. So there's there's just I can see now why there's so many books because there's so many routes to take. And then the other thing about Matt is is I'd also like to see him go like dagger mode again. Yeah. Yeah. So and they would still have to have Tom come in on a white horse, white unicorn. And save Moraine from some impending danger. Yeah. Okay. So sounds good. I w- I won't go through the whole list of characters because, I mean, you you pretty much nailed it all. Um. But the truth is, we're at the end of book three, uh, and even Hunter hit it. Like especially with Rand, it took three books for Rand to really come to terms with, to cross a line that made it clear to the reader and probably clear to Rand also that he is who he is, right? He's a dragon reborn, but that applies to all the characters. It took them three books, all of them to get where they're at right now to only admit to themselves, not only who they are, but start scratching the surface of what they can become. And I feel like, there's a potential very soon for all of them to go in very different directions uh, because well, for Matt's all of them getting bullied into accepting who he is. That's not really fair to him. I think at the end of this though, at the end of this book, he was starting to accept it a little bit more. I don't know that he wants to travel any path anymore. I don't think Matt sold on saving the world. I don't think he gives a flying fuck about that yet, but he's still committed to his friends as far as his power as the wild card he's starting to accept that he's starting to understand that he's, he can do special things. Mm -hmm. Uh, But anyways, like for all of these people to develop more, they can't do it together. Like I, I see the party starting to split up and go different directions. Um, even, even the, even the girls, when they finally either go off to, chase the black Aja. I mean, we're risking losing Elaine almost instantly. Whenever Matt finally delivers the secret message from more gays, right? She's going to be, you know, committed to helping her mom and probably so will Tom. And that'd be cool if they traveled together. Um, I don't know. Anyways, I, I just see yeah. them all kind of splitting up in different directions and 
growing in, into what and each one will get a potential. book before they all come back together they easily yeah. could <laughs> yeah easily so um now we move to your favorite character from these chapters and we jumped around to every single one of them so they're all here uh-huh. except for me except for loyal and men <laughs> and well men, men yeah men's not in this at all loyal was still in this episode though yeah he was the hawk Barreline. Mm, is that her name? Yep. That, uh, yeah. Mm. Chris, don't take her floats, from me. Just floats in like, hey. Yeah. Hey, big boy. Yeah. I have this note. I don't know why it matters, but here, take it. Get it out of my hands. Mm-hmm. I'll see you later. Yeah. Oh, hey, hey, you over yeah. there. You're pretty cool. You get third dinner. Yeah. Ruark. Yeah, Ruark. You're, you fucking look hot. You're coming with me. Uh, next. I mean, that's what that's what she's like. She's like, I don't usually nope. send notes. Uh, I'm better than this, but yeah, leave her the Jordan to drop a new character like the last page of the book. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, Berlin, Berlin was in the last three chapters. She was, was she? Yeah, but there she was mentioned. She's mentioned the first of May. May yeah, yeah, yeah. They just mentioned that 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 she's in tier and that she's conceding to some of the terms of tier, which is unheard of. Yeah, yeah. I, I, she she was talked about maybe. Yeah, uh, she was yeah, talked she, she was talked about, but they were not by I name. And I didn't even recognize who she was. Like, yeah, I, just, I didn't pick up on it. It was so, yeah, until we, this moment. Yeah, we talked about it last episode a little bit. That Mayan's Mayan's a little small na- city st- city nation next to Tier that's a lot yeah, smaller. We, we got yeah. that, but the fact that she's like Perrin's other, like well, the Falcon and the Hawk, the Falcon yeah. and the Hawk, giggity giggity. Mm-hmm. So, favorite character, um, I'm I'm stuck pretty solid between uh, Matt and Perrin. Okay. Um. Parent coming through with a wolf dream, rescu- rescuing the girl, the damsel in distress. Yeah, Matt, parent, Matt parent being a wild card as always. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I'm going to take it way sideways. Egwene. What? Egwene. Okay. Entering the she, dream world. She, she sleeps real good. Yeah, she, she does. She takes good naps. Mm-hmm. She takes real good naps. Guys, everything's falling apart. What do we do? Ladies, help me go to sleep. Uh, yes. sing to me rub sing, on, to rub, me sing to me rub my hair make me feel good yeah oh, power naps yeah. anyway yeah so um next time next week we will be starting um the shadow rising wow so, and for the first time since we started this podcast we will be doing one chapter because Ooh. it is super girthy. Um, and I, I told you, Alan, I said one of the reasons that Dragon Reborn's good is because the prologue isn't a thousand fucking pages long. Well, no, the first three books don't have really super long prologues. Yeah. From and, here, and, then, and then it starts. From here, well, and then Shadow Rising doesn't have a prologue. Oh, okay. Chapter one, it just goes, it's the only book that doesn't have a prologue. It just goes right into chapter one. But chapter one goes on forever. Um, Guys, as a warning, the prologues in the other books just get longer. Every every character has like a saying it. It's like a weird, yeah. It 
some of them felt like they sort of like, like half the books the prologue yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it wasn't that long but it really felt like it uh, it, does, it feels interesting. like it yeah so yeah that so chapter bad. one we're just, just we're just do, we're, yeah yeah we are just doing one chapter um so chapter one we'll, we'll go through and the name of that chapter is seeds of the shadow sure. um shadow yep. just going around spreading its seed it's like the, it's like the pollening going like on spring right in now. virginia the, tree, the trees are just spreading their seed everywhere um this is where matt flips the switch for real mm, yeah now shadow, shadow rising is uh is is my dragon reborn's hunter's favorite book shadow rising is my favorite book by far um followed by book 14 uh memory of light the last book um yeah i'll say it again because chris 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 was in here I'm not saying that book three has the most like or has the best sequences. I'm not saying that book three uh, like is the sweetest. It's my favorite because it's like when the series becomes the wheel of time. You know, it, it goes mm. from some generic, I don't know, uh, fantasy novel, some some Lord of the Rings copycat that it kind of felt like the first book. I'm not going to lie. Uh, people can yell at me all they want online. Yeah, but uh, it it veers so much into like the world's this big, is this different, and yeah. things are gonna get real, and I, it's like oh shit. Yeah, me be being the geek I am, Shadow Rising, the next book is really where you not to get I'm not giving you spoilers, but it's really where you get a lot of the metaphysics of you know yeah. like, yes, bring it. You get a whole lot. You get a whole sure. lot of answers. Book four, you get a oh. whole lot of answers. Um, Thank you, Jesus. Three, the first three books, three, first three, three open the door, man. Three, three open the door. Four, four gives you the gives you a whole lot of answers. You start, yeah. you start to get the bigger picture of like, holy shit, I get, I get why it's fourteen books long. No, I mean at that point, you know what's going. You, you, you understand the bigger picture and you understand what's like after book four, you really get what's going on. And, and the rest of the books are just building to the last book. And I mean, it's a lot of stuff and it doesn't confuse well, the, you. Anymore the, the, you, la- you. The last three books, uh, books, yeah. uh, oh, no. And I would argue book five is different, but book six through six through 10, uh, but, which, which, but, which some, mm-hmm. some people have, a bad name for, but I think I, I, I would I argue disagree, cut book six I, out. I, 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 cu- I, I cut book six out of that. But I disagree with um, people say about it. I think they're very, the especially, slog, yeah. I think they're very actually great, especially the rate you're going to read it at. They're yeah. going to be fascinating. Uh, yeah. at, at the two chapters a week, they're going to be, you may itching for the next ones in the political, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it gets the world gets bigger. The world, the world gets, gets a lot, a lot bigger. bigger. <laughs> nice. I was gonna say it. It's bigger on the inside. No, it's a lot there is no slog. Yeah, that's what someone said in chat. There is no slog. It's all a myth. Um, there, there. Yeah, it's a bad. Yeah, thank you, Zul. Um, Zul in chat just said there is no slog. Uh, it's a bad word for it. Um, I agree, with Zul. There's no slog. Uh, yeah, there, just... there's there there's there's a few plot lines that get a little bit old. Um, just they're dragged out forever, but well, but but like, overall story is still moving good. along and doing a great job. Like it's it's, it's all it's world still building. Fun. It's yeah. like the world gets so big. It's you gotta I don't know uh, the world gotta fill in the gaps. Oh, throw yeah. a little throw a little putty on yeah. there. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, and that's, yeah. And Pythos just made a good point too. I'm, I'm now reading some chat stuff where, yeah, the, the first three books are definitely a hero's journey. It's, it's A to B journey stories. Um, you have, you know, people journey, uh, journeying and they all come together to, for a final thing. After that, but going book four the, the on. The hero is not even in book three. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But they're all A to B stories. It's, it, yeah. but, but, but going book four and on, it's not, it, it's, it's a lot more chaos, bigger picture, a lot more stuff going on. Um, and you, and you, and like I said, book, book four, next book, we're really going to dive deep into all of your questions that you've been asking these first three books. You're going to get a lot of answers. So, which is fun. Yeah. Uh, A lot of answers about how things like things like, well, how does that work? Why is that not working this way? Why is that, you know, why can, you know, why can this person do that, this place and this person do that, this place, you know, that a lot of these questions start to get answered. So, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be fun. So. What do you say? Do we see white unicorns? Do we see white unicorns? Um, even better. You even see, better. You, you see, I mean, so I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. This book, these three books, the, especially like the beginning, raises so many questions. You're going to find that Robert Jordan doesn't shy away from answering all your questions, but also raising like for every question answered. Another question has arisen, and he waits till the end to answer all of them. But you'll be satisfied for the rest of the books. Don't worry. Yeah. Awesome. No. All right. Okay. Well, anything else from you guys before I go ahead and finish this? No, we need to sign on. Okay. So we'll get, we'll get out of this. Uh, so, yeah. So how we can be found. We can be found at The Wheel Reads on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all those great places. Come join our Discord. Um, it is a growing community. We have actually, as of right now, unless anybody quit, uh, 440 people in our Discord server. Wow. Almost, yeah. Sweet. We're marching towards 500 people in there. So a lot of first-time readers. We have a lot of that. And if you just want to like go and read other people's commentary, our first-time reader section is daily being updated by multiple people working through the books right now on different sections. And it is, I'm here for it. It is fantastic. Um, I I enjoy listening or but reading their opinions and and thoughts on all the different different places they are. So, um, um, plus I'm going to open up the Dragon Reborn to you guys after this, so uh, you guys can nice. go back and 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 read all that stuff that people have posted in that that section. Um, you get to move a cha- a, a, a book forward. Um, also, how to support us. Uh, you know, we do have to do things like buy computers. Um, Chris needs one now, so more Patreon money would be nice. Yeah. I can buy him. I can buy him a computer if you guys give us more money. Uh, <laughs> so Patre- Patreon's the best place to support us. Uh, we do appreciate our patrons a whole lot. Um, they're really the. Uh, you know, if we remember when we started, if you go back and listen to episode number one, how bad the quality was and everything on that, we've come worlds. And a lot of that's due to you guys, our patrons that have helped us out. So anybody listening that wants to give, we started at a dollar a month. We start really cheap. Um, there's tiers that go higher. You get more stuff with that. And now that we have a YouTube, there's even more benefits um, that come with Patreon. So uh, look for that. Uh, links are on our website, which is www.thewheelreads.com. Um, that will have all the links to that Patreon, all the good stuff and to our merch. 
So we do sell merchandise. Uh, that's another way to support us. Um, if you want something other than just support, you know, we get, you get stuff actually from Patreon, but um, all sorts of good benefits. But if you just want to buy a t-shirt or a hat or whatever, frosty mug, uh, check out the merch store. Um, that's a great place too. Um, and I think that's about it. Go and go, go watch the YouTube video. If you haven't watched it yet, um, learn all about what that's going to be. Cause it's, it, uh, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, I'm sailing tomorrow. I am bringing my GoPro with me. So hopefully that turns into a video as long as, uh, the weather holds up, uh, there will be some good, good stuff there. And, and, uh, Ian might be coming too. I don't know. If you're possibly on it, we'll see possibly. So maybe, um, but yeah, so that's all I got from this week. Until next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to the wheel of reads. See y'all next time. Yeah, that, man, we didn't get that one. Ah, we didn't Whoops. get that one. Sorry. Oops. That's all right. I'll find it. So another. we are super late as normal. Um, so nothing right new. We're a little we're a little later than normal because uh, Chris's computer uh, blue screened and completely bit the dust, crashed. Yeah. 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 Sorry. That sucks. Um, you might be able to still harvest a hard drive though. I hope so. Maybe. Like you can take it to you can, yeah. You can take it to places. Do you have any cloud backup on it? Do I remember how to log in? Okay, well, there you go. Yeah, yeah it's funny. I back. actually I lost a phone in the water, and my wife was so upset because um, if we had like kids' pictures and like the pictures of my uh, you know like right after my son was born in the hospital and like you know like the first baby pictures and everything was on there and i never printed them out there's all my phone i lost in the water and we thought i was gone for good and i couldn't figure out how to do it and finally i just went to like the the phone store and i was like yeah how do i actually like oh you just click there 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 and like and then everything was there i was like sweet we got everything (laughs) it does work so anyways um, look at all your stuff yeah, and they could look at all the pictures of my kids because I don't have anything really bad on my phone. <laughs> For me, it would be like a thousand memes. Yeah, that's, it's pretty much it's pretty much all my phone is is like memes and pictures of my family, and that's it. There's Same. nothing else on my phone. <laughs> so yeah, well, there's an FBI agent that just loves your memes every single day. He's like, what's Alan I'm, looking at? I'm sure there is, and I'm sure if anybody actually went through the memes, they'd realize how dark my sense of humor is, and that <laughs> that's might... why you're on the watch list. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yep. So anyway, sounds John good. So that has to listen to these. Your FBI agent has to listen to all your podcasts. Yeah. The... Nice. I'm surprised work hasn't found it yet because they find everything. Like they, I don't know. They, I think they Google search me all the time. So compliance will call me up. Like if I even think about doing something, like I heard you're going to blah, blah, blah. I was like, really? Um, quit, quit, quit stalking me. Um, so uh, I know delusions decided to kick us to not come tonight. So, uh, but we'll still do what we're drinking. Why just didn't for we the cancel fun of it? We should have canceled. Yeah. Well, I know. Well, I don't know if she's, 
I don't know. She's not. She's not here. She didn't say she wasn't going to come, but I guess she doesn't care. Um, <laughs> it's all good. I'm drinking uh, wine, red wine. So, it's um, a Aeolus, Aeolus, Aeolus. I've got. I posted it earlier in the Patreon chat. If people were looking, I have a red blend, also red wine. It's called the Dancing Flame. I thought that was appropriate mm. for tonight. Mm. Very, very good. Very good. I'm doing a black cherry sparkling water. Mm. Ooh, yummy. Mm. It's really good. So I wanted and... to be cool, and I uh, went out to a beer store earlier today, and I'm in a, an away rotation in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania. And I'm drinking Mick Ultra because it was either that or butt heavy, or like there was nothing other than that. You didn't, you didn't yeah. want a, a bad news throwback and just go butt heavy or like, oh man, nat, natty ice. That's what natty I'm ice. Yeah. Oh my God. So okay, real fast, Chris, because you're on your phone, you have to, maybe you have to make sure that you're close to the phone. So otherwise I couldn't hear you. Oh yeah. Is that better? Yeah. You have to go back to the old school way we used to do things. I know. Like I put my <laughs> phone on the bed. Like I just tossed it to the side. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They said much better. Put your phone in your mouth is what they're saying. So <laughs> just put it in your mouth. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fun times. All right. So let's go. Since it's like nine after nine o'clock, we'll go ahead and get started. We have three very girthy chapters to cover. Fantastic. With lots of stuff to talk about. So hopefully we get done before 1 a.m. Sorry, Hunter, if you have rotation tomorrow. Um Oh, it's fine. There's I'm not sorry. any cases early. Okay, cool. You don't, yeah. Do you, do you even do, do you even work? I mean, like, I sent you a meme the other day about, like, doctors. It's like, um, <laughs> You're on to I'm me. sad. DOS is yeah. not good. <laughs> oh, yeah. All the patients died due to COVID. There's no one left. Oh, no. Oh. Uh, I'll go stub so, my toe or whatever it is you do, yeah. and we'll, we'll bump up those numbers. He can cut it off then. That's yeah. Um, <laughs> He's a surgeon, dude. What are you going to go to a surgeon for if you stub your toe? Bad stub toe. Just amputate. Cut it off. Because we're doing a TMA on you. Right into your foot. Yeah, just cut the whole thing. What about off. one of those ones where, like, I actually cut my thumb off, and and then you take my big toe and attach it where my thumb was, so I have my opposable thumb back, but then I'm missing a big toe. You ever done one of those? I, I haven't. Um, I've attached like a pretty gruesome, almost like the thumb was taken off, but it was still hanging on by a thread. But um, I don't know if I gave much function back. I I wasn't. You have to you have to get down there. So I mean, how technical do you want me to get? I'm just gonna say no, no. <laughs> <laughs> how far the rabbit hole do you want to go with a doctor? Yeah. We we like rabbit holes. We do. Uh, yeah. yeah. There's so much to go into. Uh, let's not. All right. Yeah. 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 Someone said, I have a headache. Do you just cut off your head? Um, the answer <laughs> yeah. is yes. Apply the tourniquet to the neck first. See if that works. Exactly. <laughs> right. High and tight. All right. So let's go ahead and get into this episode. So, brief pause. <laughs> 